to the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, episode 57. I better be right. You are uh, correct, <laughs> sir. 57. Thank you. I'm Dave Z. You can hear these guys over here. We got we got Brandon and we got Chris. Hello, What's everybody. Up? Chris! <laughs> Chris. <laughs> oh, shit. I totally forgot about the joke. I, I knew you'd forget. Nice. <laughs> What's up, Chris? Well, Where did this funny. come from? Go ahead, Why did I don't even know it? Explain Chris. Oh, well, when uh, Jake and Emma were here, before Christian got on, they were asking, well, stop. where's... Stop. These people don't know who Jake and Emma is. That could be... You could be talking about freaking Jake and Elmwood. Yeah. Elmwood, I said. They didn't Elmwood. see Sorry. the video yeah, that's recorded right now. I thought you're so, still recording the video. Well, for well, we Patreon, are, but... uh, hey, donate a dollar, you'll figure out who these people are. <laughs> <laughs> it's my that's 10-year-old it. niece and nephew, and uh, they were Jake asking... Okay, sorry. <laughs> and they were asking, where's Chris? I said, Chris? Who's Chris? There's no Chris on the show. There's Christian. And they're like, that's who we mean, Chris. I'm like, all right. I'm like, I guess you guys are close since you call him Chris. We don't even call him Chris. I go, Chris. Short for oh. name basis with them. I got a guy at work that calls me out of the blue. He's like, hey, Chris. And I'm a coworker that I've known for like 10 years is Chris. And of course, because I give it to everybody and I make fun of everybody. He thinks it's the funniest thing that this guy calls me Chris. So I thought maybe the guy got in contact with you and said, hey, next time on the show, call him Chris. Because only no, like one person in my life has called me Chris. Ever. Wow. It's funny. That's because you shove, you shove Christian down our throats. You yeah. can tell he's Christian. You can't, it can't be helped. You know? It's like religion right down your throat. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yes. We're going to start calling you Christ. That's it, for sure. <laughs> I prefer that. Actually, I confess. Me and B went to the uh, to the circus. To me? And, uh, Sorry. No, well, we went to the circus, and this guy was washing the elephant's balls, and <laughs> he told us that he took over the job for Chris. And yeah. We said Chris, and then he showed you, and you were over there sweeping up the the shit. And yeah. so we didn't want to embarrass got promoted. you. So, yeah, we didn't want to embarrass you, so we didn't want to you know say, oh, Christian, hi. So you know, we just stayed back and. But but this new guy washes the elephant's balls with a with a rag and soap. He says Christian used to do it with his tongue. I don't know why. <laughs> he just tongue bathed them. I like it. There's spit shine. It's, it's give like him a spit shine, Chrissy. Yeah. Uh, Go get your fucking shine box. Okay. Those are the jokes, folks. <laughs> those are the jokes. Them's the jokes. We're gonna have a great time tonight, man. Your shine box. <laughs> yeah, man. We're having a great time tonight. We don't have a feature review. We're doing a bunch of triple R's. We're just going to do some mini reviews. We're going to talk some topics. Laid back, track, chilling, having fun. But, but, before any of that, we're on Horophilia. And uh, <laughs> thank you, Jason Lloyd, because we, we almost weren't here on Horophilia. He saved the day, right? I mean, wow. That was some shit. We thought we were. We thought the, the ship was going down, and you know we were going down with. It. I was trying to jump ship, because <laughs> you know. Well, it's true. I mean, what am I supposed? What are we supposed to do? Oh no, we were scrambling. Dreams? We were scrambling. Horophilia. Yeah, hardly know her. A braided joke. No, not even I go that low. <laughs> that oh, one's you all know. you. <laughs> so we're here. Horophilia had some problems. There was too much downloading going on because they got we got shows like us and, and Twenty Two Shots and uh, everybody else, and download numbers are so high that they wanted to whack Jason with all these extra charges. And long story short, dude came in like Superman, swooped in, got the girl out of the tree, and saved the day. Cut the fat, did some things, 
And we're here for now. We don't know if a month from now they're going to change the rates again and we're going to be scrambling again. But we're not going away. But we hope, hopefully, it's on horophilia always. But I'll tell you what, nobody else wants us anyway. So it doesn't <laughs> fucking <laughs> I learned out and learned that nobody else wants exploding heads on their network. So oh, and by, well, by cutting the fat, that means uh, 22 shots is off the network. <laughs> Well, it is it is a horror network, so they technically should have horror shows on there. So sorry, twenty two shots. True, we're the only one. You're right. Us and NFW. I gotta give. Uh, I'm gonna give NFW props, but also blame because because they have gotten so popular. I think they're the ones that are responsible. They've been here for years, right? And all of a sudden now they're doing these download numbers. So I blame them. They're the ones that caused the surge. But I'm happy for them for making the top ten. So shout out to Neil and yeah. Suzanne and, and Willis and the whole gang. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's Did good to see them of- standing on their own two feet. <laughs> we were getting tired of carrying you guys. <laughs> oh, we, we can't talk shit, though. We got second place first time in a while. They Better. did ten Hellraiser movies. True. They, they deserve we, if we do if we do ten movies, we're getting first. If anybody does ten movies, they deserve first automatically. I agree. A ten a, a ten movie show, I mean that's serious. We're never gonna do that. We're gonna do franchise shows, a lot of them, but we're not gonna do ten in one show. I'm sorry. They could say I'm a pussy or that these guys are pussies. I don't care. I'm a pussy. I'm not doing that many movies. No, dude. I want. It isn't about being a pussy. I want. I would rather have us do. If we're gonna do ten films. At least split it up because they they might do ten films and I'm not knocking them. I love Twenty Two Shots and our friends and everybody else. They're our homies. I'm just saying they might do ten movies in a five hour show, but we will do ten movies split up in two in at least six hours. The shows are at least going to be three hours long. You know what I mean? So yeah. And I think people might and I'm not knocking them again, but I think the idea is that the longer you go, it gets late into the night. You, you kind of blow off the last couple of reviews. It isn't you don't have quite the energy level you had in the beginning, and that's just human nature. I'm not saying them. I'm saying that the the possibility is there. So we don't want to do it that hey, way. Hey, we but, experienced it with the slasher show. You're delirious. Hallucinations by hour twelve, whatever the hell hour we were in. That's why you had Night Maniac as your number one. You were hallucinating. You were. I'm telling. I'm telling you, man. I. I don't. I'm not even gonna defend it. I'm kidding. If you haven't rewatched it recently, just go and rewatch it. It is. It's perfect. You can't. I can't criticize a single thing about it. I get why other slashers are above it because nostalgia. They are still great. You know, you. They might be more of your go-to favorite slashers, but I appreciated this film so much that I was just immediately like, "This is my new favorite." And that was Maniac Squid- Cop Three. Yeah, that was Maniac Cop 3. <laughs> the hospital film. Yes. Corde- Cordell's, Re- Cordell's <laughs> Revenge. Maniac Cop 4. Yeah. Cordell's Revenge. <laughs> Cordell. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're here. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, loyal listeners of Horophilia and, and, and fans of the show and, and listeners. And uh, there's a lot we're going to cover tonight. But I'll tell you, how about that? Yes, we are also on the Legion Network, so we could have just been hosted them if need be, and we would have been saved in, the, in that respect, because I, I think networks is the place to go. I think you, you have – there's just advantages to being on the network than just being solo. That's just my opinion. Uh, I think these guys agree. I, I'm just saying. Uh, but, yes, I'll tell you what. We thought the ship was going down, and we were jumping and trying to get in other places, and <laughs> what? Uh, Phantom Network didn't respond, but – 
That's because they're shutting down. That downright creepy. They're shutting down. That's where our friends, the horror cast, are on. So I emailed them, this and that. I got no response. Nothing. They shut down. Um, <laughs> okay, so that's unfortunate. I talked to um, Modern Horrors, which is another network. They only have two shows on it now, but I listen to the show. I listen to that network. Talked to them. Uh, they politely said no, but good luck and maybe, you know, whatever. Not knocking anybody. Either way, we got denied. Then I talked to a freaking bloody oh, disgusting. Can, can I? Can I interject? Can I knock them? Can I yeah. knock them? Fuck you, guns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Two shows. Fuck off with your two Mo- shows. Modern horror. Yeah. You're a fucking network. Two shows. Two shows. Because <laughs> they're not putting out 700 new movies a day. Yeah. <laughs> fucking modern hey. horrors. They're okay. Watch. They got a when Patreon. When we get on this report, Dave's going to find out he got a yeah. message from them inviting <laughs> us until they hear this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Imagine. You're, you're on, but you got to find two new hosts. <laughs> nice. Oh, shit. So anyway, they politely said no. And then we go on to the next one. Then I was talking to the people uh, at the Bloody Disgusting Network. And I was talking to my friends at the horror show because one of the hosts on the horror show runs that whole thing for them. And there's like four or five shows on that network. And I was aware of it. And I've spoken to him before. And I reached out to him, and it's funny because basically I was told that we need to average 5,000 downloads to be on that network. And I think we do pretty good, but very few shows average 5,000 downloads. Funny thing is, funny thing is, I believe that if we were on that network, we would get the 5,000 downloads easy. But That's a lot of downloads. I mean, I know there's shows out there that get them. I know that, but that's a shitload of downloads. Well, I think the secret to getting those types of numbers is, uh, you know, unfortunately moving from network to network to bring in new listeners. So we've gotten a lot of listeners through Horrorphilia. And obviously, if you went to another big network like Bloody Disgusting, you're only going to grow. But uh, to do those numbers... It's kind of at this point. It's kind of it's kind of ridiculous. It's it's so hard. And you know what? I'm not going to say who, but I have a friend who was one of the hosts and one of the shows on that network, and they told me they do not average five thousand downloads. Maybe they were grandfathered in, what have you? But (laughs) and at the end of the day, again, one of my favorite sayings, as David, as you know, we weighed it, and we just wanted to say once again, when you look at modern horror, modern horrors with a a, a S at the end. Horrors. Yeah, there's a website. Modern horrors yeah. and uh, bloody disgusting. When you weigh it, we still say, go fuck yourself, modern horrors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay, I'm going to say go fuck yourself to somebody. And not none of those people, because, yes, I was dismissed, but I was dismissed. Um, politely, I politely. know. Yes. We're just being jerks. So, yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's we're okay. joking, totally. You know, I even had an idea. I said, hey, why don't you let us put our top 50 slasher show on in one of our year-end shows because it give us a trial run for a month. That's what I said. Then that's what I said to a bloody disgusting. Because I know those shows will get the freaking hits. I know they will. They'll get five thousand. Come on. Anyway, they, I got no response. So that was the end of that. So anyway, that that's unfortunate. There you go. But speaking of no response, no response whatsoever. And I sent them two emails two different ways, and that was uh, Dread Central. So fuck you, Dread Central. That's who gets a fuck you. Not even a response. Come on, dude. I sense one-star reviews coming. <laughs> let, let me ask you something, a, a, serious, a serious question with, with some, of these, some of these other networks. And I'm not sure what their rules are, but would there be a chance if you ever went to one of these other networks, we'd have to maybe tone down some of the shit we do? 
Not from what I've heard. I listened to one show on the Bloody Disgusting Network, and it's Who Goes There podcast, and they're no, they're they're foul mouthed. You know what I mean? I mean, we're I mean we're not ridiculously foul mouthed, but we we sometimes get you know a little yeah. nasty. <laughs> right, sure. And the horror show, I mean, they they curse. You know what I mean? So uh, modern horrors, they curse. I don't think it's our mouth. I think maybe I, I, if you saw. I wasn't even concerned so much about like the cursing so much as like Christian going off on balls for like an hour. I love balls. You know, <laughs> who doesn't? That's why Jody. Ones. That's why Jody was his favorite character from Phantasm. Because yeah. he, the guy he could was turn a real, into a ball. Because he was a real ball. <laughs> that and bleached assholes, and I'm a happy guy. Oh, indeed, bleached balls. Uh, sorry, bleached assholes and polished sometimes balls. that happens too. If you're using powdered bleach, you get two toned balls the whole nine yards. <laughs> That's it. Two toned balls. Like a vault. Uh, Actually, hey, you guys brought it up. <laughs> uh, uh, B, this is yeah. all, all off topic, but uh, what what is a gavolta fish? Gefilte fish. Yeah, oh, gefilte. Gefilte fish. I've never had. I don't want it. My aunt makes a chicken substitute. She calls it chicken fish. It's no fish in it. But it looks like a gefilte fish, but it's made with chicken, and it's phenomenal. This is and our uh, this is our new recipe segment. Yeah, yeah, we're we're like what do you call us? We're like um, the horror mafia. Horror mafia. Sure. Yeah. We'll talk about food. Yeah. We'll talk about um. I got a gabba drool over that. Hey, gabba drool. We love you guys. Oh, <laughs> shit. Okay, so gavolta fish, not gavolt. Because I was thinking, you know how they say I gavolt. I gavolt. You know? Yeah. I thought they were. I thought that was the same thing as the fish. I'm like, how does that make any sense? But every it, time it I'm, comes out, I'm like, I go fault. I gotta eat this gefiltish fish. Oh shit! Shut up, fucking shit on me. Oh, me. Okay, uh, so we're here. We're back. Horophilia is rocking. We're happy. We're on a network. Um, and, and shout out Still. to Legion Two. We're okay, you know. But uh, shit was crazy there, and we're here. That's the way it goes, you know. So, so that's that. You know what? Should I talk about that? No, no, no. I'll hold off on that. I'm sorry. Um, I don't even know what you're talking about. He's having a whole conversation with himself. (laughs) I was doing it. Well, because I I was thinking about those other shows and uh, what they're rated on iTunes. I was going to get into that whole iTunes conversation with the ratings because some of the shows I talked about, they're in triples. You know, they got 100 plus. And we said something on the last show. We said that we're at 90. Or something like that. We would love to have, uh, we'd love to reach that century mark. Because I believe, now I could be wrong, but I believe the algorithms on iTunes that when you go to triple digits, somehow will be featured more prominently somehow. I, I'll, I run, just think, I'll run the numbers later. But please do. <laughs> please run them. <laughs> we put a po- I put a post there uh, yesterday saying, because it got up to 92 or something, or yeah. whatever it was. And I said, you know, maybe. Uh, you know, recording tomorrow night, maybe some more will come in. So a few people listened on the last show. They gave us some ratings. And then I put the post in, in, in the Facebook group page. Join the group page, by the way. The Slasher Tournament's going on. More on that in a minute. And check it out. We now, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give us a live update here and, and see exactly where we are on iTunes. Because, uh... Amer- and this is American iTunes. America! This is American, iTunes. yeah. yeah. Thanks, James, but we don't want your third world reviews. <laughs> you want I'm just more. kidding, James. You're awesome. We're tier one in Finland. <laughs> Wait, is James, is James, James isn't in Finland, is he? Yeah. You said he, oh, yeah. James is Finland also? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we got half yeah. the country listening. 
There's at least three of them. Very big in Finland. In Australia, yeah, man. You gotta, you got some peeps. So anyway, check it out. Here's here's the announcement, guys. We Down now under and up have... over. <laughs> What'd you say? Down under and up over. Oh. The jokes are horrible. That's yeah, pretty, pretty bad. I, that was a branded joke. I apologize profusely. <laughs> I did not write any of these jokes for him. I wanted to be known. <laughs> he passed it over to me. <laughs> All right. Check it out. Do you guys want to hear this number? Ah, no, Chris, Christian just wants to keep ramming over you. What was it? Bowling over you? I don't know what the hell's going on. What's the number? What's the yeah, magic what's number? number? I'm going to say 97. Very close. 98. 98 at the Ooh. time of recording. So nice. thank nice. you. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Almost because, there. Yo. What movie? Check it out. Almost there. Star Wars New yeah, Hope. You got it. <clears throat> of course I got Way it. Way to go, Brandon. There's four Fucking digits of mine. Fucking <laughs> nerds. Four digits. Four four digits. <laughs> I fucked it up. I fucked it up. <laughs> I got you. Nice. <laughs> four letters of my name, Rod. God. What movie? Hello, hello. <laughs> Bunch of nerds here. Nerds. Okay. Um, <laughs> what movie? Oh, come on. He's got to know that. You got to know that one. I know Revenge of the Nerds, yes. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. So check that, it out. That's my pie. <laughs> <laughs> Are all nerds as good as you? <laughs> well, that, that, I got to say that's bullshit because his response is yes, but the reason is... All jocks ever think about is sports. All we ever think about is sex. That's not true. Nerds don't think about sex. They think about books and atoms and molecules and shit. <laughs> books and atoms <laughs> and molecules. <laughs> Those are the only three things they think about. It's <laughs> I'm saying. Guys like I'm me, all you. I think about is sex. A normal I, guy. I'm not a nerd. Well, a horror nerd, I guess, kind of. But I mean, you know. I'm not a jock. I'm not a nerd yeah. or a jock, and I never think about sex because I don't have any. I think about it the most when I'm not getting it. Honestly, when I'm not getting it, I don't think about it. And Ooh, honestly, I don't even want to touch myself. I'm not even getting it for myself. Lucky you. Oh, I wish I had no sex drive. Good God, my whole life would have taken a whole different trajectory. I don't want to touch myself. I disgust me. <laughs> I disgust me. I, I shower with a bathing suit on. Are you one of those kids that in gym class went in the pool and kept your shirt on? We didn't have a pool, but but honestly, I would have kept my shirt on. You're one of those types? That's okay. Yeah, I would have. Back in the day, hate- absolutely. Even today, I'm still kind of self-conscious. I don't know why. Who gives a shit, right? Yeah, fuck. There's, everyone's a fat fucking isn't it, around yeah, here. Everybody's a fat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I've lost 40 pounds. I still feel fat. So I mean, That's the thing. That's the thing. When you're a little bit overweight, doesn't matter. When If you lose it and you look good, you still just feel like shit. You, you, you always feel like the shittiest you've ever looked. This is yep. our mo- motivational segment, folks. <laughs> yeah, this, is our, this is our Tony Robbins go kill yourself segment. <laughs> when you feel a what bit a down, sh- just jump right through the fucking window. Go to yourself out the window, <laughs> yeah, folks. <laughs> and please give us two more ratings on iTunes for that. <laughs> Before you do it. Cheerio! Really, we really need to make a glossary of terms we've created. Because gardening yourself is, is oh, a classic. And that is brilliant. us. That is us. Nobody, I've never heard that before we did that. Okay. We need a listener to go back <laughs> and to make a glossary for us and to tell us all the movies that made our Hall of Fame. And if you do that, we will reward you. Yes, and our Hall of Shame. But there's like one movie in it or two. So, so I know. I tried to... Sleepaway Camp Survivor is in there. Right, yeah. I think that's it. Maybe one more. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying but... on my letterbox, but I couldn't remember them all, so that's why. 
No, that's all right. We'll, yeah, we'll somebody wants some... to, if somebody legitimately wants to help us out with that, reach out to us. We, I will reward you <laughs> with, <laughs> with my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless you. Marco, that's got your name all over it. Yeah, Marco's yeah, already done. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> awesome. And once we hit a hundred on the on the US uh thing where I have a where it actually says a hundred ratings, big giveaway then. Big giveaway for everybody in all countries. So anyone that's left a, a written. So boom, there you go. Yeah, now, even even Slovenia. <laughs> yeah, anyway, wherever it is, we're gonna dig deep into our pockets, make it hurt and, and send them something. Sure. I just want to say one thing real quick because so I know cool. I've done a couple of giveaways and people haven't responded. If anybody knows who people are who have won, you know, if any situations come up where they just for some reason haven't been able to get in touch, let me know because I still have the prizes. I'm still willing, of course, to honor that. So I, I just hate doing all these giveaways and nobody's claiming stuff. So it's, I'm glad they haven't responded. That means when we get to 100, it really will be a big giveaway, and they're going to get everything. The longer people go without claiming, it goes on to the next one. It's like a lost and found. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's it's it. going to be got, a, you got until the big one. Yeah, man, because it's going to be a big one when it happens. I'll tell you that. So check it out. There are so few horror movie podcasts that are that are in triple digits that I have them written down here. But see, what? Me, shoot us the numbers and the info. Okay. I'm shooting it all. I'm shooting it all. Of course, you have the mainstream ones that do interviews and shit like that. Shockwaves has 386. The movie crypt, the fucking movie crypt, Joe Lynch and uh, Adam Green, who are always crying about how they make six Gs on their Patreon, but it, only they only get like a hundred a piece out of there somehow. <laughs> Whatever. It's true. I listened. To, I've heard them say that. But, but is anyway. that true that they only? What does that mean? They only get a hundred out of it. If they're they making get shit. I don't. That's what they say because they have a studio and the up the upkeep for the studio or some shit. I don't fucking know. But that they yeah. They, but think, even even if they're making six G's and it's keeping the keeping their studio going without them having to dig into their pockets, that's pretty damn yeah. good. <laughs> Adam Green's a shiesty motherfucker. I'll tell you right now. That you dude, know what? I can't say anything bad. Work. But he <laughs> signs free at conventions. He doesn't charge at conventions. That's cool. Uh, oh, he doesn't. No, he's well, free. Not, I'll give him props, but I oh, do awesome. think yeah. him and Lloyd I, Kaufman. I know about Lloyd Coffin, but I do think that this thing is a work with uh, Adam Green. He's been talking about piracy for years. He was on a Skeleton Crew interview three years ago, motherfucking piracy, which is fine. Of course, you're not going to wave a flag for piracy. But I'm saying he goes above and beyond to talk about it. He never stops talking about it. And then it just so happens that somebody supposedly tagged him on a Twitter. Oh, uh, yeah, the Victor Crowley. The the Victor Crowley. It just so happens that someone did that to him. That thing's a fucking work. That was a setup. It's just more shit for him to come out against piracy, it which, had, again, I'm fine with going against piracy. But the dude, he's worth $4 million, and he's fucking still crying. He's crying with a loaf of bread in his hand, as my grandmother used to say. You know? But whatever. But that's another story. Anyway, Movie Crypt, 747 ratings. Wow. That's huge. huge. That is huge. Huge. And Mick Garris's post-mortem, 141. Now, these guys are on big networks, and they're people that already have, you know, uh, some iota of fame or are involved in, in the industry. So, I mean, we're not going to compete with people like that. That's just, Let me ask you something. What kind of numbers do they pull in terms of uh, listenership? Do you know that? Any of that? I, I don't know. I, I, I wonder. Do they average 5,000 a, a show? I don't know. Maybe they could join Bloody Disgusting. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they won't have them. <laughs> 
<laughs> Modern horrors won't even take him. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. We don't want this Adam guy. He talks about piracy too much. <laughs> Oh shit! Anyway, modern I... horror, anything from 2000 and above. His oh, next movie is Piracy of the Caribbean. I know nothing. About, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I know nothing about about that network at all. So I apologize. I, I'm just making bad jokes now. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Okay. They did all the legwork on the head. It's fun. I it's literally never like... even heard of them until you mentioned it. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. There are eight more shows that are that have triple digits that are horror movie podcast shows. That's it. So if we hit 100, we are in freaking elite. We might go to first tier. That might be all it takes. Maybe once you get to first tier, because nobody really stays at 100. They all blow up. And here, check it out. Check it out. Faculty of Horror. They're sponsored by, uh, they're Canadian, Females, Rumorg. So, yes, they do have some backing. 415 is their rating. Nice. 415. Yeah, iTunes reviews. Okay, Bloody Good Horror. They've been around for like seven years, so I understand why they'd have something. 296. It's a lot. Yeah. Okay? The Horror Show, the show I was talking about before, who is uh, now on the Buddy Disgusting Network and run that. 242. Um, there's another show on the Buddy Disgusting Network who also cracked 100. It's called Forever Midnight. They have 104. My guess is that being on that network helped them tremendously. But I don't know. I haven't listened to the show. I, I can't say I have. So I'm not going to I've not heard it. of that show. All the other ones I've heard of. That you've okay, heard I haven't heard of it either. I agree. Okay. Nightmare on Film Street. They're Canadian. 148. 148. Nice. Fucking yeah. Canucks. They're, by, they're not too Bomb far Bomb Canada. Here. Yeah, they're based out of Toronto. See, you fuck Russia. Fuck Russia. Bomb Canada. <laughs> and then here's this one say you love satan 80s podcast 231 ratings big 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 and one more another one i never heard of cult classic horror show 173 boom good, good numbers that is it ladies and gentlemen so this is what i want everyone to do <laughs> everyone that's listening right now i want you guys to go and listen to all those shows i just said they're highly rated give those shows a listen and you're listening to us now, so you know what we're about. If you think that those shows are better, well, let me rephrase that. If you don't think that our show is as good as those shows, don't give us a rating. So you know what? Clearly these guys are a better show. I understand why they have so many ratings. I'm not going to give Exploding Heads a rating. But if you listen to those shows and you say, hey, Exploding Heads, that, yeah, I enjoy that show more, get on the iTunes and give us a star. Well, five stars. But you know we're what? We're I mean. fucked now. <laughs> I know, right? You know, from from day one, though, we've never been shy or about asking for feedback, even no. negative feedback. So we've always no, said to people, you know, please review us however you want to. Please tell us what you like. Please tell us what you don't like. We're we may, we always, may shame you. Uh, yeah, we'll probably shame you and make you feel horrible about yourself, but we will also work on bettering ourselves in the process. Something good will come out of it. <laughs> yeah, mostly for us. Yeah. For you, you're gonna feel like shit. <laughs> yeah. We've been we've asked for money, ratings, reviews. Yes. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, we're Ooh. gonna do the show. At the end of the fucking day, I gotta stop with this thing. It's addictive. The yeah, same. what's the matter with you all of a sudden? Out of the gate, at the end of the day, what not? <laughs> Fuck me, man. Out of the gate at the end of the day. That should be a t-shirt. We got to start selling t-shirts. Okay. <laughs> Out of the gate and at the back, it's at the end of the day. At the end of the day, yes. Exploding heads. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, 
back to Patreon. It's the same thing. All these shows, I'm not looking. I guarantee they all have freaking more Patreon money. And you know what? I'll just say this. Some of the shows on there, I listen, and I'm not knocking the show at all. But you go on the show, you listen, it's like an hour long. They review one movie. They get on there. They crack wise. They punch their clock. They get the F out. That's all I'm saying. We put in a lot of work on this damn show, and we want to get some money on Patreon so we can do shit. We want to make a movie. We want to be able to have the three of us go to New Jersey every two months because they're constantly having fucking conventions there and have convention shows there and do some things. You know what I mean? And, and grow it. So we're not, not just going to. Not only do we want to <laughs> do those things, we are going to do those things regardless. But all the support, Patreon, yeah. reviews, even just increasing listenership, all that helps. So thank you for everyone who's supporting and yeah, man, support yeah. more. <laughs> At the end of the day, thanks. Yeah, and give us and give us more. <laughs> yes, give us more, and we'll give you more. Yes, we will. That goes without saying. Yes, you know, and we'll give you more shows, better shows. Well, I don't know, better. Well, we'll try. We'll try to make them better. You know, but yeah, get on the Patreon. You know, Patreon.com/slash/explodingheads. Check it out. We're gonna be doing more stuff there. It's only a buck, man. Get on that shit. And there's, there's different tiers. So do what you can. And again, iTunes help us out. And get on the Facebook group page. Uh, speaking of the group page, there is some cool stuff going on, as I mentioned before. One of them has been the Slasher Tournament, which started off with 64 Slashers, March, March Madness style. And now we're down, to, as of tonight, tonight recording. By the time the show comes out, it's going to be over. But this is still some of the stuff we do. People are voting. We're having fun. We're down to the, to the Elite Eight. Not a whole lot of surprises there. But... It's still fun. The last eight are uh, Halloween, Friday the 13th Part 2, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th The Final Chapter, The Original Friday the 13th, My Buddy Valentine, Scream, and A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Those are the final eight that's left. Should be interesting. It's, it's been a lot of fun. There's been a lot of conversation. Uh, people are, are voting. People are crying. It's been uh, <laughs> it's been a lot of a, a lot of fun. Black so, Christmas. Thanks I love Black Christmas, man, but Something's hey. gonna they're gonna lose. That's what this is it's gonna happen. Only one winner. Right. Only one winner. Yeah. So <laughs> it's amazing how mad everybody not even I don't I don't want to say they're getting mad because this is what we do. We have the group page so people can, you know, express their opinions and have fun and debate with each other. But some people like I think get a little too worked up. They'll start to say, Oh, well, this movie doesn't deserve to, to win. This one's the better film. That happened I noticed that happened with Psycho Two. Psycho Two might be one of the best made films of all the slashers. Right. Yeah, but man, people but people chose to vote for their favorites, which doesn't necessarily mean best. No. But for some it, it is. Like hell. I, I it was Psycho Two against Nightmare Three. <laughs> now I had them both ranked. Psycho two I have a nine and a half out of ten. I was higher than probably anybody here on that. And Nightmare Three, ten out of ten. So they're right there, man. I mean you hate to see some go, but we're down to the nitty gritty and that's the way it is. That is so, I had and but, I had uh uh, Dream Warriors 9.5 and Psycho 2 at 9. Both great ratings, great films. It just that's oh, just yeah. the way it was. So that's, that, uh, that's what we do. I do want to say one thing. So my oldest daughter, Allie, who is not really into horror at all, she's not the one that comes out to to see the horror movies with me or whatever. Has been watching me play the Friday the Thirteenth game, which since I played it with Vince on TJF 13, I just took two minutes to actually fuck around with the menus a little bit, and I'm like, oh. That's how you get different Jasons. Oh, that's how you get different counselors. I wouldn't say it's very simple. They should they should lay it out a little bit more, like easier navigation within the menus. But anyway, I won't get into the whole game thing. But the whole point is, my daughter's been watching me play the game, and she was like kind of intrigued by it. So I'm like, hey, 
You're 14. There's still some stuff that you might not really want to watch, but would you be interested in watching the series with me? She's like, absolutely. Oh. So last night we put on Friday the 13th, the original, and we watched it. She watched it for the first time. And I was, like I said, I was a little concerned that they thought would say it was dated and maybe not that scary. And her exact things were, I liked it. It wasn't that scary. I was expecting way more jump scares. But she says, I did that whole ending with the mom being the killer and Jason popping out of the lake. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Fuck. How dare you? I haven't Take seen a drink. it yet. <laughs> Scared the shit out of her. And actually still, the old magic was still there. She jumped out of awesome. her chair with Jason awesome. popping out of the lake. It was fantastic. And I love it. Still scares me. I love scares it. Scares me every time. She, she, she enjoyed awesome. it. And she said she found it just a little slow, and she found it a little slow, or I think a lot of people find the first one slow. And that's where uh, Bill is is lighting up those damn lanterns for like in real time before he goes <laughs> up to the, the uh, generator. It's right before the final reel, right before all action hits. There's about a five-minute chunk there that just could have been trimmed down a little bit. And then yep. he goes out. She wakes up from a nightmare or something like that and then makes coffee for herself yep. and everything else. It's just that little segment that kind of slows the movie down because it's been pretty fast-paced up to that point. Then you have that, but then it kicks into full gear for the final final part. It brought a smile to my face. This is my non-horror-loving <laughs> daughter awesome. watching Friday the 13th with me. And we're going to watch part two this week at some point. Awesome, man. Awesome. Looking forward to hearing more of what she has to say. I'll give about the it. quick updates every show. Well, I'll tell you what. When she watches part two, she's going to get the good jump scares. I think she'll like it more. Yeah, good well, shit. Uh, Jason coming through the window is. Uh, awesome. I think it actually does. Awesome. Co- it does top him popping out of the lake. How about muffin coming about... through the front door? Yeah, are you talking about yeah. that scene? With yeah, muffin, the, 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 the old muffin fakearoo. Well, check it out. <laughs> the, the lick my muffin in. <laughs> the lick my muffin. <laughs> 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 the lick my muffin. Dude, believe it or not, the other one makes more people jump when his hand comes through. When she's when she's at the doorknob oh. and she's pulling back and he breaks that yeah. is actually, I think, a, a more regarded jump scare. I think it's great. But anyway. This, this is why I'm worried about doing the franchise with you two. <laughs> because I'm afraid this is what's going to happen. You two are going to start talking and nerding out and I'm going to be here and be like, may I talk please? And we're going to no. say, no. And you, no, <laughs> shut your mouth and let the experts talk. And this we're is not part seven. Named after this. We're going to take our sweet time with it. It's fine. We're not going to do, we're going to do that one probably in three episodes. So what? We're going to talk. We're going to have fun. We're all going to have our say. It's going to be more episodes. Hey, is this, is this a segue? Sorry, yeah, Brandon. See, I bowled over you again. Because there's excited. a reason why. There's a reason why. I am excited. I don't yeah, like coffee, excited. but I'm excited because Brandon, you kind of segued in. And this is the only reason I do it. It's out of love. Are we are we going to let the cat out of the bag of what, what yeah. 2018's going to be? Would it be do fun it. if you decide not to tell anyone right now after yeah. all this? Donate a dollar? You'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're only going to tell the Patreon subscribers. It's going to be at the end of the video. By the way. <laughs> it was already at the beginning of the video. They already know. 2018 is the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast Year of the Franchise. We're doing it. We're going to talk about McDonald's. We're going to talk about Burger King. Any other <laughs> franchises you guys want to talk about? <laughs> Tim Hortons. <laughs> the Canadian. <laughs> yeah, the franchise horror movie. Like, let me, let's, <laughs> the horror yeah, movie man. franchise. However you want to say it, that's what it is. We did Phantasm already. Thank you again, Christine. I think we said we we're going to tackle the Evil Dead series. 
And I don't think we're going to go into Ash versus the Evil Dead. I, I thought we were going to focus on the film series. I like that idea. As somebody who is up to date with Ash versus Evil Dead, though, if you are even the slightest bit of an Evil Dead fan, you need to be watching that show. Absolutely. Yeah. And I haven't watched the third season. It just oh, it's started, phenomenal. Right? It yeah. just does not miss a beat every episode. Wow. Nice. Every. Speaking of TV shows, really quick. I don't. I bowled you over. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Now I'm doing it. Brandon you guys, are, you guys are both averaging like a 300. He's just throwing strikes. <laughs> you finished B. I'm sorry. I just got. Oh no, no I, I was done. That's fine. You were done. Okay, I've been watching Black Mirror and it's fucking phenomenal. Oh. So I don't think it's been a bad episode yet. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's on yeah. Netflix, and I've heard for that oh. show you don't have to go in chronological order. Each no, episode. it's like a Twilight Zone. It's like yeah, a Twilight okay. Zone for modern times. Yeah, right. I have it in my queue. I can't wait to start that one. It's fantastic. I've been going through Twilight Zone, interestingly enough. Oh. I'm on the fifth season. I'm in. Those episodes, some of the episodes I realize either I haven't seen in a long time or I never saw. Oh, my God. Every episode is so ahead of its time. It's phenomenal. Best show ever. Best oh. show ever. I've been saying that and The Sopranos are my two favorite things. They're straight off for TV. You know? Good picks. Good picks. Man. So Love it. You're the franchise again, not to get off this TV talk. Yes, but you're the franchise. We've got the Evil Dead series. Evil Dead series. We've got, well, obviously we're going to crescendo. We're going to end with Friday the 13th. We talked about <laughs> the Final Destination series. Nightmare on Elm Street. And yep. the Nightmare on Elm Street series. That's um, what we're definitely bringing for sure. I'm not saying that's it, but that's what we're definitely going to hit on this motherfucking year. Boom. Yeah. And we already hit Phantasm. We're doing it. We you didn't do know. this shit for... What, what did we do? What did we do? We did Maniac Cop Trilogy, and we did Hellraiser 3, uh, the, the first three Hellraisers. We did Sleepaway Camp, and really, uh, pardon me, we did Paranormal Activity. So, yeah. in, in, in whatever, in, in two years, we've done, like, four. Yeah. So, we've been... And the ones we did weren't the most popular ones. You know what I mean? So, now, now we're doing shit. Man, we've been around for two years. We're doing what we want to do. We're going to have fun. We're going to do franchises. So, rock and roll. Evil yes. Dead, The Final Destination, yep. Nightmare on Elm Street, and Friday the 13th. Boom, for sure for those sure. four. Those are guaranteed. Those are guaranteed. Or your and money back. <laughs> <laughs> or, your dollar, money. or your yeah. dollar back. You could Patreon it. You could do it the same way that we that's how we got Phantasm from Christine. She went on that thing, uh, uh, Tier 3, whatever you want to call it, boom, and we did it. So, piece of cake, rock and roll, we're doing it. There's one more show I want to talk about, though. We, we talked about it a little bit. Uh, on the group page and a little bit on the show and it's the is it horror episode that's going to happen when we're going to discuss movies and whether or not we consider them horror movies they're debated movies we had votes on it and once again it culminated on the uh all this took place on the on the group page so i'm going to read off what the movies were it was supposed to be 20 and it ended up going over 20 because uh, there was a big surge at the end so i'm going to read them off really quick and this is the first time uh, these guys are hearing it too, I think, because I don't even know if they're. I, I read the list, but I'm looking forward to hearing it again. All right, check it out real quick. This is what it's going to be. And we're not going to elaborate too much. We're just going to say, because we're going to watch these movies and, and, and talk about them later on in the year. But here's what they are Silence of the Lambs, Seven, Twin Peaks Fire Walk with Me, The Burbs, Deliverance, A Clockwork Orange. I saw the devil. Wow, we're talking about it soon. We're talking about that tonight. How about it? Uh, The Terminator. Uh, Green Room. Gremlins. (laughs) Willy Wonka. Oh, wait. Yeah, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Ghostbusters. The Shape of Water. 
Alien, Jaws, Predator, Mother, exclamation point, Aliens, American Psycho, Bone Tomahawk, Black Swan, Jurassic Park, Psycho, and It Comes at Night. Boom. Those movies, we're going to talk about whether or not we consider them horror, and that's going to be a fun show. So It's going to be epic. Only, only one on the list I haven't seen before. Really? More Shape, than Shape of Water. haven't seen it yet. Oh, I, I just saw it. I just saw it. It happened to be, and I, I feel horrible about saying this, but I couldn't give it up. It was on the plane. So I saw it last week, and I watched it, and it is phenomenal. Nice. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Cool. But is cool. it a horror movie? Mm-hmm. Stay tuned, or insert a dollar right now. <laughs> nice. And it's going to be a group page phenomena. Every, once a week, I'm going to put a new one out there. Just like Shape of Water, horror or not, explain. This way, I figure if we do it that way, we can use some of those arguments to help make our own decisions and use them on the show. And oh, it does take a lot of thinking, I think, with some of we these did. films. We got I mean, no? we, we oh. said we were taking it easy this year after the year oh. of the slasher, but we still got we still got a lot of work to do with, with these franchises and, and now these 23 movies. Yep, it's not so bad, though, it's, even if it's... No, you know, I, li- I like 95% of the movies you just named off, so... Right on. Uh, and speaking of daughters, <laughs> something happened yesterday. I was uh, on Amazon on Prime with my daughter trying to watch something. And, you know, Freggy Z looks up and, and she sees it and she goes, wait a minute. She goes, there's a prom night too? <laughs> I said, yes. As a matter of fact, there's a prom night two, three, and four. And she's like, what? I said, yes. I said, well, she likes the original prom. I said, I said, yes, but they're not at all like the original. I said, it's a whole different thing. They get a little comedy in there. And this and, and she goes, Oh, she goes, don't tell me it turns into nightmare on Elm street series. <laughs> part two and for that's sure. A, no, part three, fucking, part three is the nightmare on Elm street one. No, she's fine with one, two and three. And she's just like me. When four comes, it's like she said, it's too much fucking, what does she say? Random things. And this is supposed to be horror. Not, not guys uh, making jokes the whole movie. And these are her words. I, I promise I did not push any of this on her. I sat down and watched him with her. That's what she said. So Christian's pushing good. part four right I now. Am. Prom <laughs> Night 4. Tell her to watch Prom Night 4. I think it might I be a little... Her. That one is... The comedy's gone. I'm just worried that there's... The might quality be little, is gone. Oh, for <laughs> fuck you. might be a little boring for her. I don't know. Oh, it's boring think, for everyone. I don't think it's boring, see. Don't get me wrong, but I think for her, it might be a little too much downtime. Coma-inducing. Oh, here, <laughs> here we go. Part three is way too much comedy. Part two yeah, part, is... Part three is a lot of comedy. You know what I mean? Like, there it is. It's the same thing. Part two is like Nightmare 3, and part three is like Nightmare 4. That's the difference. There's a little bit of humor in there, and then it just... But we'll talk about that when we get to the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise show. I won't. Get into that now, but it's funny that she said that she saw that she saw prom night. She goes, and that was her response. I was so proud of her. She's like, "Oh no!" She goes, "Don't tell me he turns into the Nightmare on Elm Street series." <laughs> this is an eleven-year-old girl. He's so she, proud that his daughter is is see, already as miserable as he is. <laughs> it's, not, it's not misery. She's a true blue horror fan. Like, oh god, this this crap! I ain't got time for this crap. I'm eleven. <laughs> got things to do. <laughs> Straight horror only. <laughs> Pop and I saw the devil. How is that? Because oh. we're going to talk about it later. But I just want to say, how the fuck is that on? Is this horror? Remember when we did that thing? We did the top twenty movies of the millennium, and uh, I had like four or five. I think we all did. Uh, yeah. We all had um, uh, honorable mentions. I, even though I had, I saw the devil rated higher than other movies on the list. 
I said, I don't know if it's a horror movie. So that's how I eliminated it from my list and gave it an honorable mention. I saw the devil. So I said it even back then when we did that show that it might not really be horror. So yeah, I'm not the one without that. But to, to be honest, I think we might have fucked up. <laughs> we did. No, we did fuck totally. up because what ended up happening is I saw what my rating was initially. No, I'm saying it should have been on my list of the millennium. I fucked up. It wasn't yeah, on my too. list. And it would be now. It would definitely be now. I had only watched it once. I gave it a good rating, a very good rating, but I didn't give it the rating that I have for the movie now. Second view, homie. Uh, second and <laughs> third him, view. Look at his face. He's like, hey. And it's a straight up, you can't get any, like, it's hard. Maybe, yeah, it's a horror movie through and through based on the characters. Now that's hard. Within the movie. <laughs> are we getting into it or are we going to do something else first? Uh, <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I'm going to blow here. my... Fi- no, wait. No, you had we're stuff here. to do. We'll get back to it. I could do stuff to do after the freaking... After the triple R's. I don't care. It's not, they're not going anywhere. This is a list of, list of shit here, you know? Fucking you know, I will say this. Let me... Be, I have to say this before we do this. Because before we get into the triple R's, the head rating breakdown... We're doing head ratings a lot now, right? Because for 2018 films especially, because uh, it was C's idea, actually pretty smart. Because when we get to the end of the year, it'll have a little more mystery as to what's going to actually make our, our top 10 or top 18 or whatever it is, you know? So we're, we've been doing head ratings, as, as you guys have probably noticed if you've been listening right along. So we actually made a chart <laughs> as to what is what. So this is going to give you a better idea as to what this is. <laughs> so check it out. This is it. Head rating breakdown. If we would rate a movie 8.5 to 10 out of 10, of course, that's a full head explosion. So if it's a full head explosion, it's an 8.5 or better. Okay? Half head explosion is a 7 to an 8.25. Yes, we do quarter ratings now. <laughs> yeah, we're quartering. Yep. Mild rumbling with ear, no, ear, um, <laughs> eyes, ears, and nose bleeding is uh, well, never gonna get it right. It'll be the, the last ENT, the ENT. <laughs> yeah, he's reading, ENT. right? I know, right? I just, I just wrote down mild rumbling, so anyway, it, it's a 5.5 to a 6.75. Right below that is body convulsions, and that is <laughs> four to 5.25, and then the dreaded imploded head 3.75 and below. That's what it is. Now you guys have a little bit better of an idea uh, as to what we're saying, when we're saying. And it allows us that flexibility to say half head explosion, and you don't know if we're coming in at 7 or 8.25 or if we might bump up to a full head explosion later on. Yeah, man. Or if you don't give a fuck. (laughs) Yeah, but for those that do. For us. Yeah, Yeah, or for us. It still confuses us, let's be honest. So I'm sure you guys are confused, but it, it still confuses me. I have to... Check the chart out. Where am I? I'll get used to it. Oh, speaking of that, uh, fucked up shit. Did you know? Well, actually, I don't know if you know. I listened the other day. JP once again on <laughs> 22 Shots called out the Lamont configuration. <laughs> <laughs> it was on the Jim K message, which we're going to get to after the Triple R's because we have an email from Jim K. And he did it to us and he did it to 22 Shots. So, again, he called out the Lamont. I was like, how the fuck? That's amazing. <laughs> how do you figure out this motherfucking puzzle? Well, he he doesn't know we're making fun of him because he's far behind. He's trying to catch up, but he's like 15 episodes behind. I know he is. I know he's he's coming back slowly. He's too busy listening to freaking uh, Crybaby uh, Joe Green or whatever that was name. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Green. Adam Green. Uh, Adam Green. Joe Green. Joe Green. Joe Green. Yes. 
Yes, Joe Green. I call him Mean Joe Green. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Okay. Maybe we should take a break and come back and officially do Triple R's. Let's do it. Let's do it. Flips. Hey, it's your boy, Donnie Rings, host of the Horror Mafia podcast. I'm joined by my associates, Baby Joy. Hey, yo, how you doing? Como estai? And Big Bill Casanelli. Hey, bafangul, bafangul, all right? And together, the three of us will take you, the listener, through our unique take on the horror genre. And sometimes mob movies, too. We are the mafia, you know. We serve up a little antifaz to get you in the mood. A little gabagool, a little super sad, a hot sausage, a piece of mozzarella, crack Sicilian olive, forget about it. As well as a wide variety of entrees to manja. Whether the classic film review or our list episodes. You'll always get an exquisito dish served. Hey guys, how can we forget? Daniel's torture. Ah! Fucking Dawn! So come join us in the back room at Horrorphilia Studios for a sit-down with the Horror Mafia podcast. We'll make you an offer you can't refuse. Or you'll be sleeping with the fishes. Boom, we're back. Okay, Charlene picked this one out for us for a triple R. She won it in a, in a, a drawing for Patreon subscribers. We're going to have another one of those at the conclusion of this segment. But we're going to start off with I Saw the Devil. And then we will do our other triple R's after, because we all have a bunch of 2018 films to discuss. So, okay, take it away, B. Okay, this one is I Saw the Devil from 2010, written and directed by Ji Woon Kim. And it is about a secret agent who exacts revenge on a serial killer through a series of captures and releases. Now, that's the short description from the B. And I also want to point out, not that we're going to go into, uh, you know, crazy spoilers to, until we get to the main uh, Is It Horror show, but under the description, it's action, drama, horror. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to point that out. Well, because of our, our little uh, sort of segue a little earlier into this yep. about how is this not a horror film based on the subject matter. But yes, there, there, are, there are some sequences that involve, there's like a lot more cops. There's a lot, you know, there's some chases and whatever, but it's literally about a serial killer. Uh, and well, the relationship between this police officer and a serial killer, but we follow the serial killer and what he does. And, John the, and the people that he interacts with <laughs> and what they do throughout the movie it can't be anything but a horror film from what we're presented i put i have to put it you know if i'm butchering names i apologize but min sick Choi, amazing who, play, who played <laughs> kung chul I, i'm not even sure if i'm saying that right but our our villain here i put this performance as probably one of the most menacing villains i've ever seen in in a film period i put it on par with almost like uh, anton sugar in no country for old men that's how good it was. I haven't seen that film, but I can definitely attest to the fact that this guy is magnificent. In oh, film. my God. He <laughs> just – every time he's on screen, I'm scared. Well, you, we talk Anthony Hopkins uh, from Sounds of the Lambs, obviously, and everything. This performance is is like the only reason you would maybe not be able to compare it is if you can't get over the language barrier factor. <laughs> But well, from the facial re- expressions and from the actual acts, he's even more horrific than anything yeah. we see in Sons of the Lambs or anything that uh, Hannibal Lecter does in that series. 
Well, I, I would agree with that because at least Hannibal Lecter, especially with Clarice, has, has moments of compassion. And, and this performance is just evil on devoid all levels. It, yeah, yes, it is. Anything, and the void yeah. of anything remotely human. No compassion, right? Especially in the beginning when she says, I'm pregnant. And now how he just oh, con- my God. continues, doesn't change the expression in his face, just yeah. half a second of hesitation, just continues to do the job that he's there to do. Just doesn't give fucking two shits. You know? and, he, and he knows he has no emotion, no fear. He, he straight out tells him at the end. He says, I've won. I've got, you can't get to me. I've got no fear. I've got no emotion. It, it's brilliant from that standpoint. The fact that it's even a game of, of cat and mouse over and over again, and the fact that there is this capture and release subplot, it, I don't want to say it brings one of the only flaws I can see, but it definitely brings one thing about the passing of the tracking device. Right. Well, because it has to pass through a system, right? Yeah. So it's working flawlessly. And at some point he would have to have passed it. So what was the game plan from, um, I'm going to butcher this name. Kim So Hyun. Kim So Hyun. Yeah. Well, he's our, he's our age. He did it though. Yeah. He did what he was supposed to do. He 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 did pass it, and he and he, and he used it again. He followed him, knowing that eventually he was going to pass it. And no, when no, it did no. happen, he was right there. Yeah, no, but then no. he wouldn't he been had, able to he, track him. Is what I'm saying. He 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 hadn't passed it. He forcibly passed it by buying the uh, the okay. laxatives. But it was such a great scene because it's it's a moment where he knows that the only way he's going to be able to get rid of this tracking device is to give uh, Kim Soo Hyun this choice of saving the pharmacist by applying pressure to the, the slit throat he has, or he could just go after him and get him right then and there. And Kim at this point still has s- some humanity left in him because I mean, he's, he's avenging his fiance, his pregnant fiance's brutal slang at the beginning of the film, which is an absolutely just yeah. horrific scene. And I just noticed the use of colors in this film, the blues mm-hmm. in this film, the blues and the reds. Oh my God. Beautiful. It's great cinematography. Beautiful. It's fucking phenomenal. You can phenomenal. say I, I blow the French extreme films, but I mean, you just have to watch. They're not limited to these movies. I'm just going to say the three The Wailing, Train to Busan, and I Saw the Devil. And you've got three South Korean films that are absolutely gorgeous and absolutely phenomenal. And there's plenty more. And what I've realized is that I'm thankful that I haven't seen all of them because I'm going to go back and now start watching all those because I'm a huge fan. Everything is like a a work of art. We're talking about, we're just talking about The Shape of Water very quickly and how that one for uh, Best Picture and and whatnot and everything was, the cinematography there, it's like everything was like like a picture of art. This is exquisite. Every shot it really is, is exquisite. Yeah. That back and forth they have, the cinematography, the way it's done, and and the and the dialogue they're having back and forth as he's passing it, as he's trying to save the pharmacist. <laughs> it's just like he, he he doesn't. He finally realizes Kim in that moment that his actions are going to have consequences. Like yeah. to this point, anytime he sort of let uh, what's his name, uh, Kyung Jul get away he's always managed to hurt other bad people but at this point he realizes that this could backfire and and innocent people could get hurt at this point but he makes the right choice in staying behind to save the pharmacist instead of going after him immediately but man does it 
that's that's the game changer at that point. And we jumped in in typical fashion. I think I was the culprit here. Brandon set it up, but we're not starting at the beginning. We never do a, a beginning right through to the end review. Uh, it's not our style. But in response to tracking uh, the killer, uh, he they've got it down to four suspects uh, and uh, of who killed his fiance, who he didn't know was pregnant at the time. But uh, she tells the killer, and the killer has no remorse and doesn't seem to care. And in fact, just seems to make him kill her faster <laughs> almost but it's a shut her up <laughs> in, in response in response to that he, he tracks down the four uh four suspects and uh now realizes he's got his guy why are you he, breaking my balls he yeah it's great oh. he beats him oh that's fucking hilarious <laughs> that's he brutal. beats him with an inch of his life but spares him so that he can recover so that he could keep doing it over and over and over again which brings some absolute brutality that we have not seen in a lot of films. There's always films out there that are, that, that are brutal. I'm just saying the levels of where this film goes. And like I said, some of the secondary characters and what they turn out to be, it just oh, sends shivers down your, like, I mean, it's just, you're thrown in just to a world of depravity, like just absolutely. Even our protagonist becomes a monster himself and that's the brilliant of the ti- the brilliance of the title of the film because yep. i saw the devil i mean yeah he's i mean we're seeing just devil after devil between our main killer his friends the cannibal and all these other horrible people the thugs who killed the taxi driver and it's just it's just depraved human being after depraved human being but the devil himself is really kim it's really kim by making this choice of seeking revenge in this way. And he was aided by his father-in-law, the chief of police to a point. So in, in, uh, in some way they, they were the biggest devils of them all. And they cost a lot of people their lives in the end. Hmm. I never thought about that. Yeah. I I thought that there was, there is, you know, a ton of devils in this area and apparently Korea is loaded with them (laughs) because they're all over the place. And, uh, two in the same vicinity, uh, serial killers. So I'm thinking they're all over the place and you keep encountering all these, you know, devilish type people. I just you know, figured, you know, he's another one. You know, I saw that he he saw the devil and he becomes one himself. I don't know if he's the worst. I think he saw the devil in himself. I think sure, sure. he feels like he's probably the worst. And some of these emotional scenes at the end where he's crying and then some of the scenes where he's having like an emotional breakdown, I think it's almost like... Uh, the realization that he might be the worst of them all because he let this guy win. Well, and mm. not only by by exacting this style or type of revenge causes more pain on his loved ones as well. Yeah. Which is even more depressing and heartbreaking because you don't see the movie going this way, but by keeping him alive to keep repeating this process, the killer ends up killing both his father-in-law or father-in-law-to-be and, and his, his sister-in-law, and his sister-in-law uh, who seems to have a crush on him. Yeah, she or does. Some, they yeah, don't, they yeah. never really get into that much, yeah. but but she warns him a lot. The father, the father-in-law technically wasn't dead at the end. Yeah. He was just, he was, he was probably going to die though. He was beaten pretty severely. But I think the, the whole idea is that you, you can kind of see it if you go back and watch it a second time. 
that he's kind of lost it from the beginning because even when he saves like the schoolgirl who's being raped or he saves the uh, the nurse who's also being raped because Min Sik Choi likes to rape people in this movie. Yeah. He doesn't really care about the fact that he saved them. It's more about him just exacting this torture and then he uses even the nurse to stitch him up to send him on his way again. <laughs> right. He doesn't care. He, like, he, he looks at them. He's, you know, I mean, it's a good thing that he got there in time, but he's putting them in jeopardy by playing this game from the very beginning. Well, yeah, he wants revenge. That's all there is to revenge in itself is a, is a, a devilish thing. Yeah. If you think about it. I mean, dig, so. Dig two graves. The movie from last year. I mean, dig, dig two graves. That's the thing. But in this case, dig many sure. graves because look at what happens. But see, I mean, you can probably talk more about this because you're the cinematography person. But the scene Cinem- in the cab, the oh, scene in the cab. Fucking. Oh, it's great. It's fantastic. Is that but, not one of the best shot scenes you've ever seen? The first time I saw it, I'm like, I mean, that's the scene stealer. That's the Brian De Palma-esque, if yeah. you will, scene. Because that's what it reminded me of out of the gate. Something Brian De Palma would do. 360 like that's that's gotta be i'm trying to figure out how they did it and i figured computer generated graphics came into as well because i can't just imagine like it just being a 360 shot like in the middle but it, it could have been manipulated a bit but it is absolutely phenomenal it's a showstopper oh it really yeah. is it is and the, the level of violence in it as well the level is of showstopping violence. Fucking brute. And oh, the way yeah. the way uh the look on the driver's face, the thug who's driving, when uh when uh, the serial killer says to him, uh it looks to me like you're the unlucky one. And yeah. then you see like the guy's face drain. It reminded me of that scene in uh what's it, Bronx Tale with the bikers. Now oh, you now you just can't leave. Now you just yeah. can't leave. That's what it was. Like the the right. holy shit I fucked up just dropped from his face. The emotion just dropped and said he knew he was fucked. That's great. Here's the funny thing. As great as that scene is, and it's fucking great and brutal and beautifully shot, it does absolutely zero for the plot. If you left that scene out, it wouldn't have made an iota of difference in the film except for us marveling at, you know, the scene itself. Yes. I realized that. I did realize that. I mean, it's it's just another level of evil. Like, more characters... That are evil, like you, everybody. Like so it feels many. like you're in like Blue Velvet or a David Lynch <laughs> right. film or something like that. That like Weird. there's yeah. evil behind every corner of every. This town is just filled with these despicable people, and the sequence that I don't want to say tops it, but is very unsettling is that whole cannibal with the girlfriend and awesome. what they're up to. And the fact that he still has a hostage and he tells the hostage what he did and how he's looking for more meat, trying to get his next meal ready. And that's, and, that's a pivotal scene at the house because that's yeah. where um, actually the cannibal refers to Kim a- as one of us. Because he's talking to uh, Kyung Chul and, and they're trying to figure out who this guy is. At this point, he doesn't know who he is. And he's like, he's, he's one of us. He's loving the, the idea of the hunt. So that at that point, he, they're comparing this special agent in the Korean. I don't know. I don't know what what agency it is, but he's a like a special agent. They're comparing him to them, and these are the worst people in the world. It's true, and it's a fucking uneasy scene because it, for me, because you know that people like that exist, and knowing that shit like that exists makes me believe in evil. It actually, gives me faith 
the faith that I do have in my life, a lot of that is derived from the fact that I truly do believe in evil. And I think there has to be two ends of that spectrum, very good and, and very bad. It's, so, it's, it's interesting <laughs> that you brought up faith because I thought the same thing. I said to myself, a movie like this and knowing that there are people like this right. makes me have to believe in something, in faith. And because yeah. there's no <laughs> way people like this can just die and not be punished in the afterlife. Something they have to be tortured for all eternity. Even, it's just, not even so just evil. that. Just the fact that they are that evil to commit things like that so, so shamelessly and without oh, any yeah, remorse. Yeah, that, without that's, doubt. that's more than a mental disorder. It, it just seems evil. You can feel it even in a film, watching it. Just the, the sick feeling you get in your stomach watching it, knowing that things like this happen. That's what I always get from that scene. But what I do like about that scene, after that, that, that feeling does end, I get humor. I get a lot of humor on this film. I don't know if it's unintentional or not, but it, I, I do laugh a lot. At certain things, but I and not so much humor. But I like the fact that he actually pulls rank, and that we know that he he fears our killer, even though he's a fucking sadistic cannibal himself. He knows that he's not on the same level that that our guy is. Yeah, our killer in this is <laughs> he's great. <laughs> he's charisma. the big. Do- he's the big dog. Yeah, he's, he's, he's in charge. Charisma. What did you say to me, or something like that? And then it turns like he gets all. He's eating. Yeah. His, he's eating that. Yes. Fleshy, like oh. the, the girl, I guess, and and he's being like he's talking like a tough guy, and mm-hmm. almost like putting this guy in his place in his mind, and all he says is like, "What did you say to me?" And you just see the turn of expression of, "Oh, I went too far." And he starts and, to cry. Can- like, why do why do I get so emotional? Yeah. When I get, in the cannibal's face, when I get and, angry. And it's a very well done scene. Again, the performances are spot on, and I always used to find it difficult in a foreign language to pick out that aspect, unless they were going batshit crazy overacting the performances here are all amazing amazingly done yeah uh, yeah oh really heartbreaking scenes too even even the scene at the beginning when when the the father the father oh, of the daughter when he's the relationship he's, uh the, the relationship and he's he's oh. begging forgiveness from from kim and then at the end oh. when kim is is holding the father's hand as he's like dying and he's almost like mm. Begging forgiveness. Oh my God, so heartbreaking. Well, this turned him into a monster, into a devil, as we've said. And the revenge, like his complete revenge, as he refers it to, is monstrous. Yeah. Because it's totally, and that's why he has that total breakdown at the end, because he couldn't just kill the guy. He had to make sure that this affected him emotionally somehow. And finally, maybe from a character that said he had no emotion to him something must have changed there because he was so worried about his family his mother his father and his son getting opening that door i don't think it was just because it was it it was being held like was he just holding it was strapped to the door right sorry i'm not explaining this properly the rope that he's holding in his mouth was latched to the door as well as the thing but i don't think that was the only reason why he didn't want his family to come in you know what i think he was embarrassed about, about what they might find about him of course that's what I'm saying. So he actually, there was some sort of shame, some sort of yeah. emotion, and those very last moments, he drew that mm-hmm. out of him. Or did, I guess, Brandon, I could see you kind of pontificating there. <laughs> well, no, so, even in the conversation before he puts the rope in his mouth, there, there's a moment where, where our killer sort of like begs, don't kill me, don't kill me. And, you're, and it's, it's almost bullshit. a little jar. It's almost, yeah, it's jarring at first because you're like, wow, yeah. this guy doesn't beg. But then at one moment he puts his head down, he stops talking, and he looks up and he's like, get on with it already or something along those lines. Yeah. He's void of all emotion as if everything he had just 
begged and said before was just complete and utter bullshit, which it it, it was. That's like, the Academy Award care. shot. That that yeah. shot when he looks back up, yeah, it's just pure evil. Absolutely. Pure evil. He sold it hook, line, and sinker. He's just looking at him. He's got some blood speckled on his face still. He's swollen, but it's just his eyes, and, and he's seen right like through him and, and, and whatnot. And you realize, I took it that everything that led up to that was just absolute bullshit. He was taking um, Kim on a ride, an emotional ride, yeah, because he was devoid of it. But then Kim's complete revenge is having the killer's mother and father and abandoned son come and witness his last moment of being alive, tied, bound, and by opening the door, they release a metal plate that comes and chops his head off and yeah. rolls in front of them. Right to right to their feet. Yeah. <laughs> and then you hear them screaming, and then, And he has the tracking device, so he's listening to the whole thing. Yeah, our, and our then, cop, of course, the he, protagonist, yeah. quote-unquote protagonist, because he's an anti-hero. Yeah, the then he pulls the earplugs out, and he just has a fucking breakdown. And then yeah, a metal ends. plate. <laughs> a metal plate. Like Bill Mosley? Just like he Bill a, fucking Mosley. He has a real one. It's a fact. <laughs> a lot of paper plate, Bill. But if, <laughs> if you if you thought our protagonist at any point, you know, hadn't completely gone full full devil himself, this last scene is certainly the turning point. I mean, he he's allowing this guy to get away with so much and, and attack innocent people. It gets his father in law nearly killed. It gets his sister in law murdered. And uh, at this point, the idea that 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 he not only has to get rid- kill the killer but destroy his family and then there's some boy who he has an encounter with very early in the film, and you can see is is sort of just th- there's nothing wrong with this kid. You can kind of see that he's just sort of angry at the fact that he doesn't see his father. The parents are sort of upset by what they see when they see recent pictures of him. The mother even references, "Why does he look so scary now?" Like, they don't know to what extent this guy is a fucking monster. So, at that point, like, he, him destroying them, he, he's become, he's become really bad himself. I won't put him on the level as our, as our main villain here, but he, he's, he lost. He lost. He lost. And then what is he creating with that last emotion? Because the son is witnessing that. Yeah, if we know anything he, about, like, yeah, just like now, destroy, like, destroy yeah. that whole family. The same he just way, had tunnel vision, man. He was just laser focused on his revenge, and everything else was secondary. And but in the end, it ties right back happens. to the beginning. He destroyed this family the way Kung Chu destroyed, destroyed his, family. his. Yeah, and yeah. So it's just, but it brought him no not, happiness. It's not hard to to still sympathize right. with our protagonist, but it's like it just it's tragic in the end. Yeah, I still feel bad for him for because how, how upset it was, how upset he was at losing his wife and the guilt that he had. Yeah. Had you know, I wasn't there for you when when you needed me as usual, he said or whatever. And it just, I felt bad for him right off the bat. So he was sympathetic, and then I was getting off on what he was doing because that's something I would do. I would freaking beat someone yeah. an inch of their life and then let them go and then do it again. Absolutely, and, and, and I, revel in it. You know I think that I mean? last shot, that though. I think that last shot though with him crying and laughing just just shows that he. I don't think he feels any sense of relief any better about it. No. Well, that's what I said. I said, no, he huh. he said he, there was absolutely no cathartic moment there for him. No. At because all. that doesn't work. At least I've always said that. And I'm 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 a bit of a – see, here I am talking about my revenge and how I would – someone did that to me. But when I get right down to it, I'm more of a pacifist than anything, and I always have been. And it's just I don't feel that – 
revenge does anything and it doesn't make you feel any better at the end of the day. Like I've always said, if somebody was to kill, you know, cause I watch a lot of true crime shows and I see someone, they lose like a child or something. And you always see them outside and they're protesting and the, we're not going to rest until this person's fried. And I always told, I've said this to my wife. I said, you know what? I, I could give a fucking shit less. If somebody murdered Frankie, I could give a fuck less if that guy got the chair or what happened to them or what their punishment was or what happened because it's not going to bring back my daughter. Therefore, I don't care. And if that sounds shallow, I don't know what to tell you. I just, I don't think revenge is going to make me feel, I think it's revenge. I don't think it would make you feel any bit better. It's not going to bring your loved one back. So I think that that just, you know, proves that point to a degree. I don't yeah. know. No, I, I get what you're saying. You know, I just, whatever. I mean, it, the easy way is to choose revenge. And and, and my gut reaction, because I'm temperamental, like the first thing I think, yeah, motherfucker, give me a, you know, a bash your fucking head. And that's what I think. But then, He's about to do it. you know, not, I know that's how I feel sometimes, but it's like, but when you get right down to it, that's instantaneous. But when you get right down to it, what I feel inside, with the knowledge of it, if I'm using my brain and not my heart, I know it's not going to make it matters a bit better. If I do take the lead pipe and pound that fucking guy's brains in, it's not gonna. It's like an orgasm, maybe for a second, and then it's over with. You know, I mean, it's not gonna solve anything. And speaking of that, the lead pipe. Did you guys ever think that it's at the one hour forty minute mark of this of this film? Did you guys think that at that point they could have cut that scene when he beats him down at the end with that pipe and it goes the black credits could have rolled and it would not have hurt the film? Granted, I love everything that happens after, but you guys know that scene and the way. It, it 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 develops and what happens there. You know what I'm Bef- talking about. Before it transitions right to him in the in the booby trap. Right. It's it's at one hour forty minute mark, and he beats him down with that pipe. That's what I'm talking about. A one hour. Oh wait, that wasn't in the house, was it? With I don't even remember where it was. All I know is that he he beats him with the pipe. And the first time I saw the film, it, it, I think it went to black. And I remember seeing. And I remember expecting the credits to roll then, the way the way it wrapped up. So. I was thinking, you know, that was just the first time I saw it. So I just wanted to throw it out there to see if anybody else thought that. that I've never seen I've never seen people take so many headshots and not oh, like fuck. die. I mean, I know. Blood is flying out of their fucking heads and they're well, like Dave, I think that's before the whole him getting the father-in-law and that stuff's and great, think, right. Yeah. I'm not taking away from what happens. I love the film. You guys know that. So all the stuff that happens afterwards is fantastic. I'm just saying that the first time I saw it, that happened, and I still would have been extremely pleased with the film as a whole, even if it ended at the hour forty minute mark at that time of the film. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I guess Next I can see that. I just there's so many cool fucking moments in this right. movie, and this is the other thing. It's a two hour and twenty minute movie, yet I don't feel like it's a two hour and twenty minute movie. I agree. Every every scene is so captivating. I know I know you mentioned that you know the one scene that's really not even that pivotal to the movie is the cab scene, but it's just maybe the best scene in the whole fucking film, just the way it's shot. But every scene is so captivating that you, you don't find yourself looking at the clock to see how much time is left. Movie flies no. for, no, it's for, great. for a two hour plus film. Yeah. I so love we're, it, we're probably, we're probably not even like peeling back the layers as we say, uh, right. on the metaphors <laughs> maybe there's a reason why i know because we're keeping this short but maybe there's like a whole thing that we're not getting into like explaining why there's the cab cab drivers those, those despicable characters and what they represent and maybe you know where it's a metaphor for hell or whatever it may be 
I know that we're we're not doing a feature review. We're trying to keep this short and sweet, but the movie needs to be seen. Oh, and, oh yeah. And based on the characters and based on the presentation, it could be this multi-genre thing. I have absolutely no qualms of saying this is a horror film. Absolutely. Yeah. Not. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. It's definitely under the umbrella. I think just given the tone of the film and, and what it's trying to do is horrify you. I don't think it's really trying to do much more than that. It's doing it with a lot of action and a lot of drama, maybe more so than horror, but it's horrifying. And that's its intention. And, and, and in that case, I would say horror film. Right on. Well, well, then I think we've already uh, we've already spilled the beans and what we're gonna do when we get to that show. So oh, we're only in twenty three movies now. Fuck no, it. I mean I man, saw the devil's can... horror. No, I'm just kidding. Man. <laughs> we'll talk more about it. No, it's fine because we'll get we'll get some uh, input from the listeners on the page and we'll talk more. So it'll be fun. But I'll say this: this movie's in my top five of uh, you know, uh, of Asian films. You know, uh, it, it, the funny thing is, see, have you ever watched a Tale of Two Sisters or not? Yes, a Same long director. time ago. Yes, Same director and another one on my top five. We got this. We got Tale of Two Sisters. You got Drew on the Grudge, uh, Battle Royale for sure. Are uh, definitely. I what would my number five be? I got to think a little bit about that. But those those are, are are the big ones for me. It's just like straight up favorites. Well, you know? I actually oh. when we did our Korean show on Cinema Attack, I actually had I saw the Devil as my number three Korean film. Of all time, wow! And honestly, the two films I have above it, they're they're all they're all equal in terms of of quality. So it's it's just a, a phenomenal film. That it is. That it is. Well, should we rate this fucker? Yeah, well, I can go first, and I'll, I'll just say the first time I saw it, I gave it a rating of eight point five out of ten. And when I went back and I saw that, I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> I know, honestly, right? what was I thinking? Because it's a great rating, but this movie's a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll go next. I'll just say this, because you, you talked about, you know, metaphors and stuff, and I, I don't know if the different different types of evil we see throughout this are are metaphors for, for the evil that exists in, in all of us, but, but I feel like the title is so fitting, dealing specifically with our main character, who also gives a phenomenal performance, uh... I forgot the actor's name, and Charlene's gonna be pissed if I don't mention how hot he is because she fucking loves him. But, uh, <laughs> in, in your butt. Oh yeah. Yeah, in your butt. Did you say eat your butt. What did you say? In your butt. She, Charlene yeah, told she, me to say in your butt. In your butt. Oh, yeah. In your... <laughs> He's got nice but, abs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it's I never rated it before. This is like my third or fourth time seeing it, but I, I never had to rate it. But it, it, I can't find anything to nitpick about it, so it, it's got to be a ten out of ten. There's legit nothing wrong with it. I'm I'm torn. I'm torn because I want to say 10 out of 10, but there's one minor quibble I have, and it's very minor, minuscule as can be, but the fact that we have two serial killers operating in that same small area <laughs> is just hard to believe. That's the only thing. Does that constitute lowering the rating, rating because of that? I don't know. I guess with the tone of the film and evil being everywhere, I guess I can accept it. Fuck it. 10 out of 10. <laughs> that's well, it we just added a hall of famer yeah perfect score boom there we go all right i saw the devil thanks I thanks Charlene. at that um thank you Charlene. <laughs> yeah i love watching it so that works that works so uh yeah will you be next patreon subscriber 
there's going to be a drawing. <laughs> so we got to do our 2018. We have got a shitload of 2018. What do we got? Like freaking 15 movies or something like that. We got some. We got, we got a bunch. Yeah. Yeah, man. So if you want to hear about 2018 horror, get your uh, get your pencils ready. Because <laughs> here we go. Who's going first? I guess that would be me, and I'm going to start off with a Shudder film. And this one, I believe, was made in 2015, and it just popped up on Shudder, and I decided to check it out, and it's called Last Ones Out. And it is about a skeptical American man who is stranded in the middle of a zombie-infected Africa and must try to, and must trust the help of three mysterious strangers in order to make it out alive. Now, I just want to say right off, right off the bat that the description's a little misleading. These strangers are not mysterious. They happen to all be, uh, two of them are hospital workers and one's a friend of the hospital worker because the American is in the hospital for a procedure when the, all shit hits the fan. And they say, they call this a zombie film, but it's really more of uh, an infection film. Oh, for, a lot of that going around this year. Wow, okay. Yeah. Infection. Yeah, because they don't really die. They kind of just sort of turn crazy. So that's not straight up zombie. And for this now, film, is it horror? Yes or no? Because th- that's the only reason I didn't watch it because I saw that it was there, and I looked it up on the B, and horror was not in the thing. So I said, "Well, I'll wait." But you watch this. And it, it, it's horror because there are there are scenes of zombie-like characters attacking and killing, but there is yeah. also elements of action and drama in it. And I actually prefer the drama ends of this. The origins of the infection, unless I was totally not paying attention, were not addressed in this. The strength of this film lies in its characters. And we get a lot of these four characters spending time together because they're the last ones out there trying to meet up with a convoy to get to, to safety where they can be choppered out of there to, to a safer region. But So it's a lot of them just walking and talking, and, and that's the kind of stuff I like it it's very uh not I don't want to start any trouble here because I know there's a lot of people that don't love Walking Dead but it's more of the, the character study that you'll see in that hmm. you know loyalties are put to the test but it still gives you enough action and enough violence for it to be a infected slash zombie film and you know so these characters they're going around and and they're trying to get to the convoy but they're they're also planning on making a detoy because they're looking for one of the characters' son who's in one of the local vi- villages. The biggest letdown for this film, for me, is its budget. And I'm assuming the reason... The, the budget... It, it's not that it looks low budget. It's just that the budget made it so that, so that they felt, it felt very limited. It felt like it needed more. It only runs about 75 minutes. I felt like it could have used another 20 minutes. Ah, that's why I wanted to watch it initially. I saw it there. I looked at it. It was like, I remember it was like an hour and 16 or 7. I was like, oh, I'll watch it. But then I also saw it didn't say horror. I said, ah, I'll wait. So, you yeah, know, no, it, it's you definitely it hard. It, it's, it's ambitious. They're very ambitious for what they had, and I can't fault it for that. It felt like maybe they had to keep the action and the violent scenes in there because otherwise then I would say it's not really a horror film. But if they had maybe taken some of the budget they spent on effects for, for the looks of our zombie infection characters and maybe put more into the into the story because we get a, a sort of a love story that's burgeoning between our lead American and one of the female hospital workers who's a member of the group. So maybe if they had limited the action and focused more on that because that felt rushed and especially in the last 
third of the film, the, the final act, it really gets gets rushed along pretty quick at almost an unbelievable pace. But you care about these characters, so it makes it worth it. Nice. It, it, yeah. Now, is it CG? Is that part of the problem with the budget? Should he look in CG or, no. or something? No, it wasn't. It wasn't overly bloody or anything. I never looked at it and thought, "Oh, this is this is terrible CG." I mean, okay. you know, it was just it was just not enough of anything. Like they could have gone either more action or more character. Ideally, would have been better if it was more of both. But in the end, it just felt rushed, and it kind of concludes. And the fact that I cared about these characters makes me recommend the film but i can see a lot of people not liking the film because they might feel that they didn't get enough time to connect to these characters i see so it should have been a little bit longer yeah not often that we say that (laughs) no it it really should have you know you're going to enjoy it for its short running time but beyond the credits it's not going to really stick with you it's not going to have that long lasting impact Uh, and that's why for me it's just a it's just a mild rumble I think it's worth checking out, and I'll you know I'll keep an eye on this director. His name, I'm gonna butcher his name now, but it's Howard Fivey, Fivey, Howard F. Howard F. Yes, and uh, he, <laughs> he wrote and directed. He wrote and directed it. He wrote and directed it, and it just popped up on Shutter. I think a few weeks ago, or like a month ago. Word. All right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Last last one's out. I know. Uh, I think was it Mike Merriman? I think they just did a review on this. Maybe that's why I was going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, they just did this. I think they did this and uh, Ravenous. That's right. Th- yeah. that's... So I'm going to be interested now to go listen to to hear what they say about it. But I think it's worth checking out. It's it's certainly short enough where it, it's it's not a waste of an hour and 15 minutes. Right on. Cool. Well, I guess since you mentioned it and we're talking about that kind of movie, I guess I'll talk about Ravenous then. Uh, awesome. <laughs> C, you didn't see this, did you? No. Well, you, it's Unless fun. you're talking about the one from 2000, like they're licking me. <laughs> What'd you say? He's the one killing from like ni- me. from oh. 1999 or 2000. <laughs> he was licking me. <laughs> I haven't Ravenous. seen that one. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. I didn't yeah. know about that. Wow. Okay, he's licking me. You said <laughs> that was like the famous. Like he was just yelling it. I think they put it in the trailer. Wow. You don't know that movie? Hard. The cannibal no. movie. The a guy Pierce, Pierce right? Yeah, Guy I Pierce. Pierce. Yeah. From like 99, 2000. Yeah. Wow. No, I don't know that. I think I maybe I've heard the title, but I never thought about that. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> this one is French, so I'm surprised you didn't see it. Uh, it's really called uh, <laughs> <Fuck> Less. <laughs> well, you love the French. It's, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's really titled Less Affemes, I want to say. Um. Anyway, and it takes place in Canada. See, listen, here's my B. Check it out. In a small, remote village in upstate Quebec, things have changed. Locals are not the same anymore. Their bodies are breaking down, and they have turned against their loved ones. A handful of survivors goes hiding into the woods, looking for others like them. Okay, well, just like you said about Walking Dead with characters and things like that, Mm -hmm. it was like that, and you really do like these characters, and... In the beginning, you know, we kind of have a main character, and we have him with his friend, and his friend doesn't last long, and then we see what happens to him. And then ultimately, there's like three to four small groups, and eventually they all get together. But it bounces around between these between these people, and it's it's an infection again. It's I, I don't I don't consider them zombies. This is an infection because they act weird. There's more stuff going on besides. Um, 
just eating people. They have this thing that for some reason, when things are stacked up like these junk piles, uh, and 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 these infected bring things to the piles, they freeze and they stand, and they can also freeze and stand at any time, and it's weird. Uh, it's nothing that I, I've seen before that we've seen before in, in the zombie or infected subgenre, where they'll be standing there and they're they're looking at something else, you know, uh, they're looking at their junk pile or whatever, and there's a bunch of them together. And if you're quiet or if you don't disturb them enough, they may not see you. But then if they do see you, if one sees you, they do a yell, like ah, and then the other ones start to yell, and then it's like they they awaken, and then they they start chasing you. It's very interesting. There's a little bit of humor. There's some joke telling just to pass the time, but it's not done in it's done in, in a perfect way. You, you care for the characters. It's I really enjoyed it. And if you remember coming into this year, I, I was five for five, and I was reluctant to keep watching because of how good the year was going. <laughs> you were gonna, we were going to only do a top five at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Five movies. No, but listen. Right away, there's artistic shots in this film. It looks really. It looks really cool. Uh, like I said, the screaming infected is, is something different. It's creepy that they just stand there. There's a great exploding head in this film, by the way. Awesome. So yeah, yeah you gotta like that. Um, <laughs> there's some suspense building up in certain scenes. They really do it right. You care about the characters. Like I said, you bounce around. There's a couple really good shots. They, they look so good. I think they do it intentionally. They look like pictures or paintings. It's almost like they freeze frame for a second. They do it so it's it's shot really well. There's some good kills in this film. There's just, there's really not too much uh, negative, I could say, at all. Maybe something that happens at the end, uh, it could have ended differently, that I would have preferred it, because you kind of get to a scene where they could have, when I'm watching it, they could have rolled the credits at that one point. It would have been a little bit of a bleaker, cooler ending. But even at the time, I said that. And then something happens after, which is also kind of cool, but... For some reason, I thought it might have been a little bit better if they if they if they just cut to black and rolled the credits at that particular scene. But I can't knock the film uh, when it comes to zombies and infected. I know a lot of people think they're played out, and in a lot of cases there are. But they do it right here. Uh, there's really nothing really negative I can say about it. It, it clicks along well. Uh, the good dialogue between the characters is what's imperative. You like the characters, and you like the dialogue they have. It seems natural. You know, you know, you watch a film and they're sitting around having conversations and it's believable. This is one of those films. It doesn't get boring or anything like that. We were talking about pickles earlier in the evening. It might it might have been on the uh, on the pregame on the on the Patreon page. And I was like, pickles, because I'll tell you what, these people are starving. <laughs> and there's a scene with these two old women. I think it ends up being uh, yeah, it's one of their mothers, uh, one of the characters' mothers. They end up hooking up at their house. Long story, but <laughs> she has this jar of pickles and she's feeding them to these people that are starving. And I'm sitting there watching this film. I said, you know what? If that's me, I might just starve. That's how much I do not like pickles. You know what the crazy thing is? I don't remember <laughs> talking about pickles tonight. Yeah, the the kids were talking about it. They said something about pickles, and I said pickles. I said Ugh. maybe I heard them wrong. Maybe they weren't talking about eating pickles. I don't know. I love pickles. Uh, yeah, so do uh, I. I hate them. I don't want them anywhere near me. I don't like the way they smell. I don't want them in my room. I don't want them in my house. I do you like cucumbers? Nah, nah, I don't hate cucumbers, but at least they don't stink like pickles do. No, I'm just asking. It's just the pickling process you're not a fan of. I'm not a, a fan of the smell, I guess. I don't know. I just do not like pickles at all. It's when I my... die, I want to be pickled. Gross. Wow. I didn't want to think about pickling. No, but... <laughs> But it's a good film. I, I really have to recommend it for everyone to see. It's um, it's a half head explosion, and it's ravenous. 
Yeah. Thanks. Ravenous, and it's on uh, Netflix. So there's no reason you shouldn't check this shit out. Good, good film. Yep. All right. Well, I, I'll continue this trend. Not only am I going to do a sort of an affected style movie in a sense, but it's one that you guys already covered on another show. You triple R did a couple shows back. So this is going to be very short. And this movie is Mom and Dad. Directed uh-huh. by Brian Taylor, starring Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair. And ultimately, think of it like crazy parents that only attack and kill their own kids. It's almost like uh, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, in a sense. Parents go wild. <laughs> they don't explain it. They just go crazy. Parents gone wild. <laughs> it's a new video series. Uh, what I love about it is they don't really explain it. They kind of give you a little, there's a, a bit of static. Like yeah. things go staticky and then that's when shit hits the fan, but they don't go anywhere with it. So it's almost, I almost wish they didn't include those little shots of static or whatever, because unless they're going to continue this story and get into the whole reason as to why you didn't need it here. Cause they sold you on the fact that they really don't explain it. And I bought it hook, line and sinker. So the, for those that want an explanation of what's going to, what's going on here, you're going to be very disappointed. But it's a batshit crazy thrill ride, and I had a blast all the way through. Dave, you mentioned some people might like the beginning more than the end part, because the end part is more the secluded part, and the beginning part is more the free-range, balls-out kind of frenzy of it all. I like I like both. I, I, I think they balanced it out quite well. There's a baby scene a baby being delivered, newborn scene. Dave, you said you thought it looked a little fake right out of the gate. Yeah, I actually yeah. didn't have that problem. And wow. yeah, I thought it looked good and it was really tense. And I'm like, oh my God. Brandon, you mentioned you wish it was a bit gorier. Yeah, yes. there always could be a little bit more blood, but I thought it played out fine. I, I didn't think it lacked really anything. It's a lot of the fun. School, the schoolyard scene could have been more epic with more violence, more yeah, blood. Of course, of course. But. I didn't think that it, it harmed the movie at all or, or anything else. Cage goes full Cajun rage. At oh, the end. Yeah, He's yeah, perfect for it. Uh, when, yeah. they, when they hunt their kids and, and, and I was going to say whatnot. I tried to stop myself. But I'm going to say whatnot. <laughs> it, is, it is intense because they're just sort of waiting there. And so like I was just like, you put yourself in that situation. You're like, what the hell are you going to do? Because on one side of things, it's your mother and father who you've grown up and loved. And they've all these little flashback moments throughout showing the good times that they've shared as a family. And that's sort of, and that's kind of like the art piece part of the movie to it. But you know that they're just enraged and want to kill their kids. And so they get a lot of mileage out of that. It's great. And there's a capper of uh, uh, grandma and grandpa showing up at the end for the final reel. I want to ask you guys both a question about that. Yeah. As soon as that doorbell rang and who shows up at the door, even before they get there, I knew where I knew what was going to happen. Well, I did too, because they put Lance Hendrickson's name in the credits and he hadn't been in the damn movie yet. So as soon right, as I well, saw Lance's name that. in the credit, well, the opening credit, you see Lance Hendrickson. No, right. no. I'm like, well, here comes grandpa. Right. But yeah. <laughs> when Lance did come to the door, did you right away know what was going to happen? Because I've heard other podcasts talk about it and how they said it was cool and they were surprised. As soon as that happened, I knew exactly where it was going to go. So yeah. I, it didn't surprise me a bit. Did it surprise yeah. you guys or no? It didn't surprise me, no. But okay. but I wasn't disappointed with, with the outcome. Oh, no, no. I, wasn't I can't, big, I can't big... say I wasn't surprised a little because I, okay. I knew Lance Hendrickson had been in it, hadn't been in the film yet at that point. But I, I didn't. I, I don't think I saw that coming. Okay. See, I completely but I could, saw but I, I could, wish I, I could. 
<laughs> I could see I could see people seeing that coming though. Yeah. I wish I didn't see it coming. It's not as gory as the babysitter, and the only reason I'm comparing the two right now is I think this it's just from a blast. It's a blast from start to finish. I am gonna be a little bit more realistic and gonna say half head explosion. It's a good yeah. movie. It's by far not a perfect movie by any means, or 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 th- that great. But it it was a pleasant surprise and one of my one of my top films of the year so far. Just from an That's enjoyment, exactly enjoyment where level. I am. Half yeah. head explosion, and they yeah. left it mm-hmm. open. You know, the director did the uh, the crank films, I believe, and uh, those are fast paced films. And this one just sort of ends, and they could easily just mom and dad too. Well, it ends, in mid, it ends in mid-sentence, and I think that pissed a lot of people off, too. I didn't have a problem with it. Oh, that was great. That was yeah. great, because it was yeah. that line that Nick Cage was delivering. It was yeah. fantastic. It was cool. And it, it's under an hour and a half. It's like an hour and 25 yeah, minutes or something like that. So, yeah, quick it, watch. Well, we all, all three of us recommend it. So, if you guys are listening, you, you better get on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. We're out. No credits. Yep. <laughs> See you on the flips. Yep. <laughs> okay, so it's my turn, right? Yes, sir. I'm going to do a 2018 film, an Irish film. Ireland's pretty good with their films. They put out they're some solid hot. stuff. Yeah, they're getting hot. Yeah. They decided to cool down a little bit for this one, but uh, this one is Nails. Paralyzed after a terrible accident, Dana struggles to regain her life and family when she encounters a malevolent ghost in her hospital room. Now, Shauna McDonald, who plays our lead here, Dana, I thought she did a terrific job because, you know, she gets into this accident. She's on a, a, uh, a respirator. She's got on a breathing tube, so she, she can't talk. So they give her this ridiculous computer that, that does, like, the voice for her. So she's typing everything. And from the minute... You know, something malevolent starts to happen. Every two seconds, she's typing, Hello, is someone there? Hello, is someone there? And you're hearing the computer voice, which, all right, whatever, it's fine. But then there are, but yeah, it really turned me on. It was like like Stephen Hawking. (laughs) But then there are scenes where she's actually, she rips out her own breathing tube and she starts trying to talk. And her voice is just much more menacing and, 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 and it's much more frightening and, and upsetting because she's like, ah, she's desperately trying to like get her voice back so she can call for help and, and, and talk to her family. And of course, we have the husband that doesn't believe her. You know, it, it's the run of the mill haunted hospital with this generic background story. The CGI is really bad in this. The first instance of CGI took me right out of the film. Netflix. Right out of the film. Yeah. Is this on yeah. Netflix? Or, or... This is on Netflix. Okay. And I got to be honest, I was really, really pumped for, for the way it opened up. And the minute they got to the hospital, the minute you see the first CGI scene, it's like, fuck. Because they could have gone a different route and made this a genuinely terrifying film. But they give you that generic background story. She's doing the investigation of the hospital. First of all, this hospital, this is another thing they got to do with these hospital horror films, is stop with the, you know, two staff members at the whole hospital and only one patient. Make, make, a, make a hospital horror it. film where it's actually packed like a real hospital. Figure out a way to do it. But this is ridiculous. It oh, should be a, that it's a, an affection movie then at that point. <laughs> yeah. You know, she had her husband's just a stereotyp, stereotypical character. He doesn't believe her. 
but he still decides that he'll uh, put up security cameras in her hospital room so she can monitor what's going on and see who's who's coming into her room at night. You know, there's there's the orderly that believes her and starts doing investigating for her. You know, it's 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 very generic. She has a daughter, of course, who believes everything that's that's going on, but really doesn't do much in terms of trying to aid and help her. And by the time they get to the third act and, and people start to believe her and start to take action at this point, it, it's too late. It kind of dragged on. And the third act just becomes an absolute horror show of terrible CGI. Laughable. Oh, terrible. And a forced twist. And they they threw in a, like a forced twist at the end to, to make everything make sense. That sucks. Yeah, I avoided yeah. this one. Recommend? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, this one, this one, this one was a complete mess. The 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 ending. Oh my god, the third act, just laughable CGI. Nails across a chalkboard is a better alternative to this nails. <laughs> nice. Nailing Ireland. you. Nailing myself, <laughs> doing the old tuck under into my butt is better than this. Ireland did not deliver a four-leaf clover here. <laughs> Come on. It's just, you know what it is? It's just, it's generic. It's been there, done that. And I've been hearing some positive things about this one, but I saw the potential in it. I thought the lead actress was the best part of the film. But then they get sort of like, it gets too supernatural and too, too ridiculous for its own good. So it it should have gone a completely different route. This is a uh, uh, convulsion. <laughs> Body convulsions. Body convulsion. Yeah. See, I told you, I'm so confused with the ratings. It's not a it's not a head implosion. It's it's not that horrible. It's watchable, but it's it's not good. Yeah. Well, I I skipped it. I didn't like the name. Sometimes that's all it takes for me. <laughs> nails. Well, you know what? You know what? I'll I'll just tell this because I didn't really talk too well, much about the character of nails, but nails is he was a former patient in the hospital who eventually got better and became a worker at the hospital. And what he would do is the children who were dying, the terminally ill children, is he would clip their fingernails and save them. Gross. Yeah, it's kind of, so it was kind of like creepy and disgusting and like Weird. very upsetting and off-putting. So the name didn't bother me so much, especially when they got into that. But then it just sort of was like Ugh. a silly... A silly ghost story and, and the twist, man, this forced twist at the end, it's like really like this person didn't know this. <laughs> like it's it's always just like for a convenient sort of wraparound to tie it into the very beginning, which is him clipping the nails of girls in the past and right before they die. And then it, <laughs> you know, flashes forward to our current story. Yeah, fuck that. I Nails. Now that I know it's somebody's name, it's even worse. It sounds. There used to be a wrestler in like the '90s, the early '90s in WWF, and friggin', he was called Nails with a Z, and he freaking he wore like an orange jumpsuit, a jumpsuit. He was like a, a prison inmate. It was a terrible gimmick. And Nails. It is. So it's kind of. Guy. It's kind of a bad name. I mean, the story <laughs> behind it is cool, but it's it's so weird when she's like, it's Nails. Like, or she's typing in, it's Nails. Nails is trying to get me. <laughs> that just sounds weird, man. Okay. <laughs> good job. Well, if you're going to check it out, at least check it out for her performance, because it was, it was very good. It sounds like the computer does her performance for her. No, but I'm saying once they get away from the right? computer and she goes off the ventilator and she's still struggling to get her voice back, it's, it's much more believable. And uh, she's, she's a likable character, but still a bit. 
Yeah. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to go to an, another movie from Ireland, which might be better. Because, remember, Dave Z was 5 for 5. If you're going by my last one, I'm 6 for 6. So let's see what's up. This one's called The Lodgers. In 1920 rural Ireland, Anglo-Irish twins Rachel and Edward share a strange existence in their crumbling family estate. Each night, the property becomes the domain of a sinister presence, which enforces three rules upon the twins. They must be in bed by midnight. They may not permit an outsider past the threshold. If one attempts to escape, the life of the other one is placed in jeopardy. When troubled war veteran Sean returns to the nearby village, he is immediately drawn to the mysterious Rachel, who in turn begins to break the rules set by the lodgers. The consequences pull Rachel into a deadly confrontation with her brother and with a curse that haunts them. So yeah, twins turning 18. Uh, Rachel and... And I just said his name. Edward. 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 Yes. Um, it's their birthday. They're turning 18. They have this cool song right in the beginning that kind of explains the rules. And you hear it throughout the film. Kind of interesting. Uh, that they have Don't song. let anyone pass the threshold. Don't let anyone <laughs> pass the threshold. It's not like a, a Don't chorus feed line. me after no. midnight. <laughs> I can't have they- sunlight. That would be a great twist if they turned out to be gremlins. <laughs> Don't even get me wet. Cause you're my brother. <laughs> oh, well, speak of the devil. You know, oh. Wow, you just you wow, that was good because relations with a brother and wet are, are two big things in this film. Oh, yeah. I nailed well, it. <laughs> I don't want to completely spoil it, but I will say this: there is a curse on this place, and there's a reason for it. And this is 1820 or 1920, whatever the hell it is. It's 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 the it's 1920, but they're like the third or fourth generation that's been there. And the people that came there originally had to hide there in shame for some of the things they were doing. And everybody keeps dying above this water. There's like a, um, a supernatural way they're dying. And you can actually see some of the past and some of the way some of this has transpired. But they all die young, and they're all couples and just couples. So a couple, a couple, a couple, and this couple here. Well, they're not really a couple uh, per se, but it's a brother and sister, and their parents have both died. And they, they witnessed their parents die above the water. And this has been going on, like I said, three or four generations now. So there's a curse, and it involves water. And Edward seems okay with not having to leave the house. He's embraced it. This is what we do. This is what our family does. It is what it is. Uh, Rachel, you know, she wants more to life. She wants to go, so she, they need groceries, of course, so she goes to the to the village to get the groceries and then, you know, bumps into this guy, Sean, who's back from the war, and, you know, he's interested in her. She's a pretty young lady, and uh, he follows her home, and only so far, though, he basically spies on her, but she takes an interest in him. She starts fantasizing a little bit about him. Problem is, because of the rules, there's supposed to be something going on between the brother and the sister, and we find this out, and... You know, he, I, I don't think he's into it because he's attracted to her. I think he's into it because they're not supposed to mingle with anyone else. So if this is going to continue on, this is the only way to do it. So there's a lot of that going on. It, it's a, Obviously, it's a coming of age thing. It's, you know, uh, the lodgers are getting more intense as time goes on. Uh, they call them the lodgers or the people that are, you know, the, the ghostly presences, if you will, in the house and they, they do things with water and they do things that at midnight they start to come out and they, they have to go to bed before things happen. And it's it's quite interesting. It's different. I haven't seen a, a movie with this particular plot before, so I, I do enjoy it. It's old gothic type atmosphere. Um, there's a real cool underwater sequence at one point. My only issue 
is I don't want to give anything away. You know, it's shot and scored well. There's a there's a lot to like about the film. I'm not over the moon with it, but I did enjoy it. The the end kind of disappointed me a little bit. Uh, it's the kind of end that maybe Brandon would like, and that's not an insult. This is a I noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a bad ending per se. I just wanted maybe something else to happen. It went a little bit, I don't want to say too much, but I will recommend the film enough. It's a period piece and it's not always my wheelhouse, but uh, it does well. Like I said, good imagery and I, I enjoy the time I spent with the movie. And I will give this one a, this is a mild rumbling. It's right on the, um, yeah, it's it's a mild rumbling. So I enjoyed it. It's called The Lodgers. Check it out. Cool. Very moody piece. So I think think people will be into it. Maybe not the ending, but whatever. All right, everybody. I've got a controversial film pick, I think, because I I don't know if this is a cop to say, but it's going to have people divided. Right down the middle. The reviews for this movie are absolutely atrocious. And oh God, it is Psychopaths. Here we go. The new film from director Mickey Keating. Yeah, the who man. I, I actually really enjoy a lot of his movies. Me too. i got to watch Carnage Park again. That was the one I didn't like. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the only one it. I haven't seen. That's the one I haven't seen still. And Carnage. i got to tell you, I, I love this movie. Yes! I, I loved it. I loved it, and I don't think a lot of people are. But if, thank God, Dave, I guess I remember you saying it was supposed to be like a fever dream. That's what he said. It was and a psychedelic fever dream. That's how it plays out. Think the thing. The thing I can, if you're, uh, <laughs> calm down, sorry, calm, breathe. <laughs> uh, if you want to think of mainstream, the one movie that comes to my mind, and I'm not talking about the themes. I'm just talking about. How the movie's presented to you, imagery-wise, is Natural Born Killers. Mm-hmm. Well, check it out. Check it out. Okay. You've heard me say it before. Yes. Natural Born Killers is my favorite film of all time. I am not going to give it quite that praise. My comparison is like a horror, ver- a horror version of U-Turn. Have you ever seen U-Turn? Another Oliver same- Stone film. Yes, right? same yeah. director, yeah. but it was kind of like Natural Born Killers light. It was a follow, not a follow. It came after Natural Born Killers. It was weird and trippy that way with some of those visuals. Yeah. It was more like that to me than Natural Born Killers. But I do get the gist of what you're saying. I'm just not ready to put it. More like which one? I'm sorry. U-turn. Like, U-turn. Well, I'm just oh, saying U-turn, from the okay. imagery of like how things will yeah. be the neon color, the colors and the neon and stuff, and the man. use of the <laughs> use of color. Oh, the yeah. smoke for the budget. This movie looks amazing. From the story, if you want a deep, engaging story, look elsewhere. Because it's a very simple story, almost almost an anthology film without being an anthology film. The story's kind of overlapping and just sort of being a lucid type narrative with kind of like a wraparound or setup. And, and end part, but ultimately the characters just flow. Lots of uh, think we just talked about. I I saw the devil. There's a lot of evil 
happening in this town. Yeah, and this isn't oh, yeah. straight linear. This kind of jumps around a little bit no, too. And yeah. they make no bounds about that. They say it in the film that it's not even at the end. He almost he, he apologizes. He goes, "I'm sorry for what's the street for for enough for everybody." They said at one point, so they know what they're doing. You know, I'm glad you're doing this, see, because I had heard nothing but horrible reviews, and I was gonna say this movie deserves a lot more credit than it's getting because this okay, was one of my films too and I'm wow, right I'm there so with I'm right there with you guys. I really enjoyed this film. Wow. They're very Sin City also, very like noir. Mm-hmm. Yep, just noir, yeah. Oh, uh, and the soundtrack and the sound design. Oh, the, the fucking book. soundtrack. It's used uh, so well. It's like watching a, a Tarantino or a Scorsese film. Yeah. The soundtrack the is good. The, the sound design works. is good. The special yeah. effects are good. The yeah. makeup the acting is amazing. Yeah. You get Ashley Bell was great, and Absolutely. what's her name from uh, Final Girls? Oh man, Amber she, Camblin. Oh, she's so hot. No, that's uh, uh, it's Angela Trimber. Yeah, what I call her, Amber Tamblin, whatever. Yeah. I was confused yeah, those two. Yeah. Yes. Oh, her. Dude. Fantastic. Oh, and she's so hot in this film. This her character turns me on because she's a bad girl. When she plays bad girls like that one in the final girls, and the first time I ever saw her was in Rob Zombie's H two, and she has she's her natural brunette self in that. Yes, and she plays that yes. girl Harley. When she's in those roles, boy, she is just gorgeous. She just excels. Oh man. And then she was also in some other ones where she didn't quite do it for me in the same. It just depends on you know, the role she plays. And I guess that's a testament to her, her abilities, but yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to go off on her, but oof. Larry Fessenden, his, his, uh, monologues. Oh, great. he was great. And I think for those, I think for those people, and I'm sorry, like sort of, well, we all saw it. We all saw it. This is yeah. what we're, we're doing. This is great. Yeah, man. But, but it's very, I think it's pretty straightforward. People might be like, well, it's, it's, it's style over substance. And yes, but sure. Starkweather is saying throughout the film. And the reason why we're seeing this whole montage of, of psychopathic killings, he says that there's no why to evil. Cause they're, they're interviewing him. And he says, you're asking the wrong questions. There's no why to evil. He says evil is a straight, simple, just because. And so we're just getting a showcase of that from different, you know, whether it's revenge or just straight up loonies or just deeper stuff, which in terms of uh, Angela Trimber's character, I felt like there was a deeper story there. You see she has a kid, but who knows? It doesn't matter. The whole point is there's evil. This so is why. Yeah. And it, it's so well presented production wise. It, it just looks amazing. This is going to be one of the more decisive films of the year, but I I don't mean to wrap this up, guys. If you want to talk about it a bit more, please do. But I'm honestly at a full head explosion right now. Oh wow, that's, that's I am too. Okay, I, I I'm not too. that high. I'm not that high. I, I did only watch it once, but I, I am at a half head explosion with uh with this one. But I, I mean, bought it. <laughs> I bought you? the fucking film after after nice. I rented it. I bought it on fucking Amazon. That's yeah, because awesome. I wanted to see it in high def the right way because this is a movie that deserves high def. The first time I watched it, I rented it and I watched it, uh, you know, on my laptop. And I said, you know what? I really want to see this on my television and I want to see it in the best, you know, definition I could see it in. Yeah. Because this, this kind of movie is visual as it is. I want to see that. So I just fucking it was cheap too, dude. I think I bought it for like eight or nine or ten bucks. It was cheap yeah. on, on Prime. I was like, yeah, I'm buying this fucking movie. Isn't it so crazy I, though? Yeah. Like I know we don't really go by by any ratings that are put out there. You know, oh, whenever a site has so ratings, but three point seven on oh the my B? God. like well, there's not that many reviews. But if you look the mainstream reviews, uh, 
well, it's not Roger Ebert anymore unless he's writing from beyond the grave. But <laughs> but his his uh, business, twenty five, they gave it out of a hundred, and uh-huh. the highest score is a sixty seven. People are trashing this movie, and it's undeserving de- deserving of it because of yeah. what it's doing. It's not. I don't think it's trying to be anything. It's not like that's the crazy thing about it. So. I definitely recommend people check this out. Make your own decisions. If you hate it, tell us you hate it, but check it out. It deserves to be seen for sure. Yeah, I'll tell you I, what. Go ahead, B. Sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say there was only one part within the story, within one of the characters, where there were tapes involved and somebody who hired this particular person that I was a little confused by because they didn't really get into it. Maybe if they'd gotten into it. And I also wrote down that Blondie's character, who was Angela Trimber's character, perhaps a singular focus on her more, you know, maybe even a, a, another film with his, her character would be awesome. I this agree. Char- this character is very intriguing. And I'll tell you what, that one scene was very Jallo-like. Yeah, she had the mask on with the fingertips, the fingernails. And that's wow. So cool. And so well done. And I think I know what you're talking about, B. And I think that was Starkweather himself with the phone call and that whole thing. They just that was more of a straightforward recruitment as the other ones were compared to the other ones. I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, I don't either. You said tapes. I assume you were talking about when the guy got the phone call in that whole situation. That in the voice on the other end talking about being burned and revenge and things like that. I think that was a straight up phone call from Starkweather himself. That's how I took it. It was a more direct recruitment. In that case, it would have been a call from daddy. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting confused now, but I'll tell you this. Watch this movie. Yeah. For 10 minutes. You're going to know in 10 minutes whether this movie's for you or not. I can say that to everybody. I think you can get that. I, I truly believe that. That after 10 minutes of this film, this movie has an audience for it, uh, but it's not going to be everybody. But I, I'm surprised that it's all three of us. I'm very happy. I thought I, I was going to be the only one liking it. <laughs> I am too. And, I, and guys, when we were on chat, we we're like, it's out. It's on iTunes and, that, and, and whatnot. I'm just saying, are you guys going to check it out? We all said we're going to try to we're going to try to check it out. I did not expect Dave. I thought maybe you would like it because of your love. I didn't realize you liked U-turn, but your love of Natural Born, Brandon. I didn't know how it was going to work for you. Remember, I said, I think I said that. That's all I said in chat is Dave. Yeah, I you said you like it, yeah. Brandon. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. And while it's I'm not as high as you, I was I was really pleasantly surprised by this one. Especially maybe if you hearing were nothing good about it. I think that's it too. I'm like, wow, it is being unfairly trashed. And some people might say, what are you guys talking about? There's nothing here, but it's the way it's presented. And I liked what, what, where it was, where it was going and how it was doing it and how all the stories were kind of just, like I said, loosely sort of connected and, and put together. Uh, And it's just visually stunning. Yeah, it really is. Yep. And B, yo, maybe if you were as high as me, you would like it more. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, you, I'm saying, you, people. no, you, you mentioned, you mentioned that and without a doubt, but man, I was, I was really into, it. I was really loving the soundtrack and the sound design. And then the performances were just whew, great. Just really, really cool. A, a, a cool film and a short film. Again, another one that runs like 80 minutes. So listen, 
I only I almost watched it again last night because I, I was house sitting my mother's uh, at my, my stepfather's house. They were gone for the week, and they just got a brand new seventy inch fucking four K TV mounted on the wall. Beautiful Samsung, nice. fucking ready to go. So me, I get there and I, what do I want to watch? I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch fucking Psychopaths. So I started to watch it again, but I, I actually stopped because an idea p- bumped in my head. And I was like, wait, stop. Neon Demon. I want to see that in the fucking highest of death. So I watched the Neon Demon again. But just the fact that I thought of Psychopaths with a, a beautiful setup like that, you know, says enough about the movie, you know. So anyway, yeah. I I, I'm shocked that all three of us liked it. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, so well, we all, all three of us yeah. liked the Neon Demon and we all liked well, Darling, I really liked so. it. You really liked it, and, and Brandon definitely seems to. Well, even to have half it is liked to really like. It just depends. Yeah. Hey, I'm at least at a seven, so you know we're all we're all up there. All right, yeah, I'm gonna go with another film that has Larry Fessenden in it. Fessenden in it. And that is the film called Like Me. No. Oh, sorry. No, I do like you. Written and directed by Robert Mockler. This is his first credit on IMDb. A young woman sets out on a crime spree that she broadcasts on social media. Now, immediately I'm like, okay, this sounds like Tragedy Girls. But, unlike Tragedy Girls, it doesn't try to mix in too much comedy and then have major tonal shifts and fucking piss me off in the end. Because that was the big issue with Tragedy Girls for me. With that said, this is about a young girl named Kaya who goes on this crime spree and she just she videotapes what she's doing. And it, it starts off with her holding up a, uh, a clerk at a convenience store and she just she has a gun on him and she humiliates him and she makes him piss himself. And then he finds out the gun's not even loaded and she instantly becomes like this huge thing on social media. But for the exception of like this one troll named Bert who's who's calling her a piece of shit, saying she's worthless, telling her she should kill herself. And and from there we get into not so much her background, but we sort of see that she doesn't really have much in the way of a family structure, much in the way of friends. She's sort of awkward with people. She even at one point tries to take a homeless man out. She takes a homeless man out to eat and she tries to like befriend him, but she has this need to be in control. So she's sort of dictating what they'll talk about and all this, but nobody really wants to be around her because she's she's kind of a little bit of a little awkward and a little bit of a loner. They have these like avant-garde montages that add to like this psychedelic dissociative feel of the film. So she basically uh, continues on and she winds up in a motel where she meets Larry Fessenden's character and she of course seduces him and she tells him she's 17 and that she'll have sex with him and she sort of exposes him as a pervert and then she kind of humiliates and tortures him and takes him hostage and takes him takes him with her and basically is filming him the whole time and asking her listeners what she should do with him and stuff like that and they start to get to know one each each other and you start to peel back the layers of each character and, and get to understand a little bit more about what they're about, Kaya. You feel for her because you, even though she's committing these awful crimes, she hasn't yet elevated to a point where she can't come back from any, from anything she's done. She's doing terrible things, but she's not a psychopath. 
you can tell she just wants attention. She wants, she craves affection, but she's clearly not going about it in the right way. Uh, she's guarded. I told, I talked about how she needs control, you know, but it, in the end, I think it's more of a cautionary tale about, about the effects social media have on young people. Because whether or not she's actually 17 years old in this film, even though she says she is, because you get the the impression that she's lying about a lot of things. This film is trying to to show you the dangers of, of trying to appeal to to a larger group of people that don't really have your best interest at heart. You sound hmm. like you like this more than Tragedy Girls. You know what? The, the crazy thing is, like, if, if I'm giving it a rating, I'm, I'm still in that mild rumble. I'm in that same range as uh, as Tragedy Girls in terms of my numbers. But I feel like this one was a little bit smarter about how I approached it, and it didn't okay. have cheap cop outs like Tragedy Girls did, and didn't get didn't get silly and goofy in the end. You know, it's actually kind of heartbreaking the way the way the film concludes, because in the end, there's sort of there's no hope for our character for our lead. Wow. See, another one I skipped because the B didn't call it horror. Yeah, yeah, you know what? That's an, sure. that's another thing. There's there's another movie I'm going to talk about. There's actually another two movies I might mention tonight that that border, and they might not necessarily be horror. And I know we we poke fun at other people for doing non horror stuff on the podcast, but I feel like these are under the umbrella that'll at least appeal to horror fans. You know, these are thrillers, crime, drama, or have some sort of horrific, metaphoric message behind it. It looks pretty though. I look at some of the visuals on the bee, and some looks looks very colorful. Does that yeah. true in the film or? or yeah, like- no, it's it's a good looking film. It's very psych. It's also a very psychedelic film. Definitely yeah. more style over substance. We learn, All like right. I said, we learn a lot about Fessenden's character. We don't really learn as much about Kaya's character. I know I kind of said we learn about more about her. Not enough. You kind of just get to know her through her actions more so than her talking about her backstory, which would have well, been hypothetically, nice. Hypothetically, let me mm-hmm. ask you this, um, without even hearing your, your rating yet. would this Is this a movie that, that could be put on an end of your list, on our end of your list? Like, Do you feel comfortable enough with it putting on your horror list at the end of the year? Because if you do, I'm watching the movie. And if you say no, I'm not, so... I mean, I don't want to discourage you from watching the movie, but it, it's not going to make my top ten. But it, it's horror enough that it, if it did make a list, it, you wouldn't yes. have a... Uh, you, I wouldn't if you're have, listening I would... to a podcast and someone just does their top ten horror and like me is their number eight, you don't say, oh, well, that's not really horror. You say no, it would no, I w- no, that would not bother me. No. Okay, fair enough. Then I might check it out. Okay, okay that's fine. Just wanted to make sure before I... Not that I have a problem with watching something that isn't horror. I'm just... If it's 2018... And I'm watching it. It probably will be horror. In fact, I would definitely say check it out. Again, another short-running film, and it's 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 heavily stylized, and it has Fessenden. It was interesting because I watched this and Psychopaths back to back, and they both had (laughs) him in it, and they're both very stylized. Psychopaths I like more, but this one there's there's messages there. There's there's something being said in this film. Well, Jeremy Gardner too, huh? Yeah, Jeremy Gardner plays the uh, the store clerk that she humiliates at the opening. Yeah, yeah, he was in both as well. I like which, him. Yeah, he was the cop in Psychopaths. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, so him and Fessenden are in both of these. Right on, man. Cool, cool. All right. So, what did you rate it? Did I miss it? I, I, I gave it. I gave it the uh, mild rumble. 
mild rumble, but it, it, it's it's at a higher end of a mild rumble. It's a higher end of a mild rumble. Okay. <laughs> I can dig it. <laughs> it's at the lower end of a royal rumble, but at the higher end of a mild rumble. <laughs> <laughs> royal rumble. Is that nice? Okay. This one here is on Shudder. I almost skipped it. I had an interest in it right away because I liked the poster. And you guys know me. If I like the poster... I judge movies on posters and titles, yes, but it's but it's worked for me all my life. So and anyway, books. Uh, and books, yeah, of course, yes. <laughs> but I saw I saw this poster for Dead Shack, liked the way it looked, thought it might have been a good film. Then I started hearing that it was comedy, 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 and I was like, eh, I wasn't rushing to see it. I almost didn't watch it. One night I said, you know what? What the fuck? I put it in, and boy, am I glad I did. Wow, I had a completely God different. I feel like at this point he has to like everything from here on in just so he can keep his 100% batting average. No, no, no. no. (laughs) Can I just say something? I'm pissed because this said it was coming to Canadian Shutter. I I swear I got the email because I think I even said just got the email. It's coming out. They didn't. They haven't released it as an exclusive. And all their exclusives, I thought, were interchangeable. But for whatever reason, it's not on Canadian Shutter. So I was out in the States. And I didn't watch it, and for whatever reason, because when you go down there, it will switch over. Came back thinking I could watch it here. It's not on. Well, in the words of Adam Green, pirate it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll wait. But now that based on Dave going all out of the gate, fucking all positive, I really want to see it. It was it was oh, on my list yeah. at the end of the year, if you remember. Like this is the one I got. I just heard of this movie, and I really want to check it out. <laughs> I saw it. I liked it. I'm interested to hear what Dave thinks of it. Well, well, you download it. Should we let him talk about it or no? No, let's just move on to our next review. <laughs> <laughs> just talk about what I might be talking oh, about. Oh, wait. Yeah. Shutter's got to deliver at some point. But can you download it on Shutter to your computer and then, or no? no it's, not, it's not available in, on the Canadian version of Shutter. So if I had to do it, I'll have to go through iTunes if it's available on iTunes to download. I didn't even check because I swear I got the email, but then I went back to look for the email. I couldn't find mm-hmm. it anywhere. But they always send you, now available to stream. And I swear I got it because I remember going, yes, it's out. Great. Ah, uh, shit. Done. Well, hopefully anyway. by, by the next show, you'll have seen it. But uh... I just wanted to derail you. So now... That's okay. Feel free to talk. I need a good derailing every now. Derail him. Hardly know him. <laughs> yeah. See? There's that joke yep. that we hate. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's that third host we hate. No. We love, they love no. you more than me. <laughs> Listen. The what characters, was I talking about? <laughs> the characters and the fucking witty dialogue in this film, every joke lands with me. It's just yeah. one of the... It, when it comes to horror comedy, I've said it before... It's either gonna the jokes are gonna land or they're not, and when they do, certain movies they do, and this was one of them. Everything hit the dialogue, which it was all like it was all cracking wise type shit. Hell yeah, That's, that father, right? that father was fantastic. He was. They were he all really was. Good. All no, they all were, but I loved his his dialogue, just yes. the relationship he had with with his kids, and I even, mean, he had, even the friend. Oh, yeah. I mean, he has some things in his personality that I guess you could say uh, leave something to be desired. But at the same point, he's he's also endearing at the same time. Uh, yeah. it's, it's weird. It's just one of those kind of characters where if you if you if you just heard the stats about him in real life, you know, this guy does this. He does this. You, you would hear certain things about him and you'd be like, oh, well, that guy sounds like he's a, a deadbeat piece of shit. But he's not. <laughs> when you get to the heart of it. 
he's not. He and there's even a scene in this film where this one kid is pretending to be something he's not, and he's ends up being jealous of this family, where this family you think is kind of like a white trash, and he he's coming from a different the other side of the tracks, and he's actually jealous of what they have, saying, "Hey, you guys <laughs> genuinely love each other." You know, yeah. and, and it's below the surface, but there's a genuine love here, and it's you know he he has admiration for that. But listen. The gore is fucking great. When you get kills, it's like Evil Dead 1 type shit. There's even a, a scene just like Evil Dead 1. I think they did it on purpose. There's a fucking an exploding head in this one too. Better than the one that was in the ritual. A great fucking exploding head. All the gore Ravenous, fucking... you mean? Yes, Ravenous. Pardon the me. Ravenous ritual. Yes. Ritual. <laughs> ritual. They're both on Netflix. They start with ours. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Damn it. But, and I was also surprised at how well shot this was. This was a fucking... Technically, this is a, a really well-made film. I was not expecting that with a horror comedy. Just going into it, I'm thinking, you know, best best case scenario, maybe Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which is another great film. I haven't watched it in a while, but I, I really enjoyed it. But this definitely better made. Uh, violence was great. Uh, it, it's an infected slash zombie thing going on, which isn't fully explained. I guess you could say that's a knock on it, but. I don't know. You kind of check your brain at the door with that, that aspect of the film. It, it's not necessarily needed. They go out there camping and they meet this strange neighbor. Boy, oh boy, she's hot too. What's, what's her name? Um, Lauren Holly. Lauren Holly, still looking like a mill. Yeah. So she's there and she has like a, this little family of cannibal type zombies and why she's been hidden all this time, we don't know. And uh, we don't know all the whys. We don't have all the answers and we don't care. You know, and maybe I missed out on something, but again, I saw it twice, and I didn't care. I just enjoyed the ride. The dialogue was great. I laughed out loud four or five times. It, it, the humor just hit, and it was gory, and yeah, just nice. Yeah, just just a fun time, man. Just a, a fun fucking movie. I enjoy it. This is this is a half head explosion, but it's not too far away from a full. I I it really surprised me at how well made it was, and how, and just how much I enjoyed it overall for being horror comedy. People say I don't like horror comedy. It isn't that. It's just, it has to be a certain kind of comedy, I guess, you know, in yeah. this world. So yeah, if you're having second thoughts, check this out, man. I think a lot of people are really going to like this film. Rub it in. Shutter, shutter, release it in Canada for fuck's sake. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. <laughs> God damn it. Awesome. I'm glad yep. to hear. Did yeah, you say, you'll did dig you, it. Did you say half head or what did you give it? It's a half. It's a half. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm right there with you. I, I, Seen it as well, and I'm at a half head explosion. Yeah, fuck with it. my rating, it's good, man. Check it out. Yeah, great. Yeah, maybe I will someday. <laughs> maybe, maybe someday. Pyro Talk C. to Adam Green. Talk Pyro to Joe Green. Yep. All right, guys, here we go. Talk to Mean Joe Green. <laughs> here we go. 2017 Netflix, a Netflix film. It's Veronica, or 2018, sorry, but I guess it was made last year, played the festival circuit, it just got released this year, and it's Veronica. I knew nothing going into this movie, all of a sudden, all these posts of it being a scary movie, the scariest movie ever, uh, started shooting (laughs) around the internet, and then people posted on her Facebook page saying, uh, where's the horror in this? And I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? I gotta Uh check this out. I put on the movie, I started watching the movie, I'm like, this isn't bad, it's well filmed and whatever it's a little generic first half of the movie pretty generic second half of the movie absolutely phenomenal and then i i finished the movie find out that it's directed by the guy that did fucking wreck one two three and, and whatever yep. I'm like what 
But that, had, that only ended up going, okay, well, now I can understand why this movie was better than I was expecting it to be. It was definitely, forget, you know, check it at the door. It's not the scariest movie ever made. Let's just clear that up right now. It's not. Is it effective? Yes. But I definitely say the first half is fairly generic. As I mentioned, we've got the setup with the Ouija board, the spirit, uh-oh, something bad's happening. This is not good. It's going to lead to trouble. Uh, but what keeps the movie moving is the fact that the acting is phenomenal. The cinematography and the look of the film is fantastic. And you like the fucking characters. So it's it's set up where this girl skips out of school to go uh, uh, with two friends to fuck around on the Ouija board. And there's a, a lunar a solar eclipse happening at that time. And as soon as the solar eclipse is happening, bad shit happens with the Ouija board. Uh-oh, there's trouble. Then she goes home and trouble follows. But it's what plays out. The problem with the generic part is there's that, you know, that game Simon that popped up in like, um, I think, uh, the paranormal yes. activity movies. Another they, Mexican got, thing. Isn't that got, weird? Yeah, the Mex- <laughs> they, it pops up yeah. in this. So it's just like, okay, been there, done that. But then something happens at that halfway point and it just gets really good. And I was engaged I the whole time and I really love the payoff. And, and this movie yep. was another a pleasant surprise and i actually thought the second half was so good that it made up for the shortcomings i think and i go maybe it's just being really harsh on the first half so i started again and i'm like yeah no it's not that bad there's a few things like i said been there done that but this movie should be seen it is um it is surprisingly good has very effective moments there are scares the cg is actually done amazing in this yeah it's actually really well done and so I actually, uh, I don't know, I have to go check my rating again. I think I came in, <laughs> I think I came in at a, a half-head explosion. I sure did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know that what? I haven't good. watched this one yet. I, I've been waiting. <laughs> oh, it's good. It, it definitely, it definitely got overhyped for some strange reason. I call, It's the Netflix effect. Every time something good comes on Netflix, not every time because... No one's saying shit about fucking Ravenous. Yeah, that happens on Netflix, I notice. Well, that movie drops on Netflix, and it seems like that seems to be the movie that, you know, average Joe Green sees and, and, and wants to tell you about it. You know, like, that happens sometimes. You guys have, like, your normie friends that sometimes see something, and they put it on your wall on Facebook saying, oh, yeah, look, this movie's out. That happened to me. Two people put it on there. Like, there's, you know, regular guys that kind of like horror, but they're not like us. You know what I mean? It, 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 for whatever reason, I think it's because of Netflix. It makes the rounds and people start, there starts to get buzz. And because it's supernatural and supernatural is hot, maybe that's what it is. I'll say one thing. Wreck, the beginning, didn't it remind you of Wreck the way it started? I thought of Wreck right away. They pulled up, there was an apartment. They were, you know, it's Mexican. They said they, they got to go up in the place and check it out. It reminded me of Wreck. Yeah, well, JP, yeah, but JP I... lived in that apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, at that point, I didn't even know. I, I, Really didn't know anything about it other than people saying it was a, it was the scariest film ever, and that um, Aja, your your friend, said Asia. Where's the whole, Asia. Sorry, Asia. Why do I keep saying Aja? Asia. Because it's spelled Aja. Okay, it's Asia. Okay, Asia on Facebook said, "Where's the horror in this?" Oh wow! I believe it was her. But that. yeah, but you know what? I I remember that post. At one point, she said she might have watched the wrong Veronica, so I'm not I'm not even sure what was going on there. I remember seeing that somewhere. That yeah, somebody so watched another, that it was, was Mexican too. Another yeah. Mexican Veronica. Oh, there yeah, is that, another Veronica. It came out in 2017. 
Yeah, yeah there that, you go. That oh was my God. She might have watched the wrong one. She That's said what she, happened. She said she watched the wrong one. Okay, see? Dra- drama, mystery, th- thriller. Okay, I didn't see the end of, I didn't. I didn't see the rest of that post. Yeah. Well, yep. yeah. Then she's in for a treat because. Yep. Yeah, this movie. This movie was surprisingly good, and it's all in that main girl's performance. She was great, and fucking so were the kids because kids can really yeah, piss you are. off in a movie, and they were all right. good. That one, that little kid with the glasses, little, adorable little, kid, yeah. and great actor. <laughs> Yeah, and yep. and they don't hit you over the head with the backstory. Obviously, the, there's a tragedy, and, and their their father passed away, and the mom's running the bar by herself, and so she, the, the oldest sister has to watch the kids quite a bit, and the, so mm-hmm. this stuff's happening. There's no real parental units kicking around to intervene. Really well done, pleasant surprise. Yeah, the Netflix effect. Just go in. With realistic expectations, you'll be right. pleasantly surprised. Yeah, dude, I like all that stuff with the relationship between the girls, and uh, and it's so real life. You remember how it is? You got a best friend one day, and then all of a sudden they're hanging out with them. They become your new best friend, and the way yeah. things and there's, there's reasons for. But you really feel for this girl because you know she wants to have more in her life, but there's only so much she can do. And then she's having trouble when she can't get out because she has to watch her kids all the time. Her mother's working. There's a lot going on. It's cool, and there's some really cool, scary sequences. And then that know? ended. Fuck. And that ending, oh, and I think yeah. this takes place in the same like universe as Wreck. If you really think about what becomes of her and what's going on, and how about the fact? I don't know if it's a spoiler, but this is based on something that really happened. You see the photographs yeah. at the end. Holy yeah, yeah, fuck. yeah. I, I thought they did that. Dude. I thought they did that to make you think it was based on something, but then no. Yeah, I've those I've are got, actual pictures. Man. We, it was like I actually finished this today, so. Uh, I had started it last night, fell asleep, and I'm like, I gotta finish this movie. So then I, I I finished it today. Then I went back, watched the first 15 minutes again, just to see if I was a little harsh, like I said on the beginning part. But and then I went online right before we we started up, just to see to read up if it was actually based on a true story. And I, and they said it was. There was a post, but I think it was people asking if it was. So I didn't really get the full uh, answer if it was actually a true story. But I, I lo- believe that. That it yeah. could be, but I could just it could just be wishful thinking. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could just be buying into the fucking thing, but it Fuck, looks kind of. You guys are dead shacking me right now. Yeah, <laughs> the same way we just dead shack Christian. You guys are fucking Veronica. Yeah. You gotta follow me. Veronica, follow me, dude. I haven't had a shit ball yet. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, uh, this year we're quarter in, and this year's off to a great start. We're over, yeah. No, we're not over a quarter yet. We're no, just we're coming about up a to quarter. it. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy because I'm like the total opposite. I'm like it hasn't really gotten going yet. Even though I'm enjoying some films, I'm just like, I know Dave's killing it with his. He's a hundred for a hundred so far. You I go back. You go back to the show that we did this time last year. You said the exact same thing. Yes, yes, he did. You did. did I? <laughs> you did. And I'm not oh. saying that to be a dick. I'm saying that because. That will just show that there's promise because how the year ended up playing out when you went on a binge near the end and went, oh, my God, this year turned fucking around. That's that's true. The, the latter half of last year fucking was amazing. Just follow my lead, homie. I'm telling you. I got. I, I, am. I, I know. I am. I right? am. <laughs> no, I should not watch my, no, my, my first ship ball will be fucking the next one I watch, and I don't yeah. want it. He'll jinx me. <laughs> oh. All right. I, and just on a side note about the, I said the devil, I think I wanted to say this and I don't know if I got disconnected or whatever happened, but did you know that, uh, Adam Weingart is, uh, slated to re, do yeah. a remake? Yeah. Fuck. Mm. Don't touch it. It's a masterpiece. Yes, don't touch it. There's nothing you can do to make this better. 
I feel bad for that guy, man, because he's the one that got all that shit for Death Note, which I actually ended up liking. Because I, I, no I haven't seen it, but I won't hate on Death Note because at least it, a, a, a significant amount of time went by. The original Death Notes were live action films were over 10 years ago. Well, so. I, I don't even know anything about it. So I went in. Oh, I, I own the original I, yeah. three and I love them. But I, I won't I won't criticize them for doing it. It's going to be a, you know, a cash grab because people are going to want to see it. But man. It's just it's for this large group of of fans who just hate reading subtitles for some reason. Yeah, and yeah. I, I just wanted to add that because I, I, sort of to fully complete complete revenge. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, there you go. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, so it's my turn. <laughs> Sorry. You right there, buddy. <laughs> Why would, should I be interested in what you have to say now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, what kind of hook is there for the listeners? Shit, I got I got really tired there for one second. Okay, I'm good. All I'm right. good. We're I'm cool. good. All right, my next movie is also on Netflix, and it's a sci-fi thriller, and it's called Radius. I didn't even hear about this one. Interesting. Yeah, this one. Um, it's about your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't. Say, it's not called Radius Wide. It's just called Radius. <laughs> Oh, yeah. uh, it's about a man who wakes up with amnesia and finds that people who come within 50 feet of him automatically start dying. Wow. Yeah. How do they die? They just drop. Wow. Just, like, the minute they come in within this 50-foot range of him, their eyes just go white and they just drop. Fuck. That's kind of cool. And, and so that is a cool premise. Yeah. It is. Yeah. A, it's a very cool premise. And our lead character's name is Liam, and he, he wakes up from this car accident without any memory of what happened. And like I said, everyone within 50 feet of him just starts dying. Birds fall out of the sky. Animals drop. It's really, it's really quite creepy. (laughs) (laughs) What are you picturing? Just animals dropping. Dogs dropping and birds falling out of the sky. The the birds falling out of the sky is actually kind of (laughs) creepy. Or like a hawk falling and then landing on a dog and crushing it. Like a little poodle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like a fucking, yeah, totally. I just got, I just saw that Liam's name, the real actor's name. You got to say the guy's name. Diego um, Klattenhoff. Diego Klattenhoff. Diego Klattenhoff, and I'm not even sure if that's saying it right. He's actually one of the stars of The Blacklist on NBC, and he's he's terrific in that show with James Spader. And uh, this is the first thing I've seen him in outside of Blacklist. But his performance is very – I feel like some people are going to criticize it and say it's very one note because it's a very quiet, relaxed, isolated film, even though all this crazy sci-fi – cosmic supernatural shit might be going on you're not sure what's going on but his performance is more in in his expression and as this film progresses what happens is the authorities are not sure of what's going on they're seeing that all these people are just dying and they there's no sort of explanation for it they think it might be terrorism some sort of biological attack but we as the viewers we become aware through flashback images that something unexplained has happened it's it's just sort of like this flash of lightning this sort of cosmic event that we see but we're not sure what's going to happen but we take this journey with liam and another woman who originally identifies as jane doe because she finds him and explains to him that she was with him in the car accident she remembers that she was with him in the car accident but she's also lost her memory so she's originally being called jane for jane doe but Liam is at this point, he's isolated himself in his house because he doesn't want to kill anyone. 
so when Rose, sh- when Jane shows up, whose real name turns out to be Rose, when she shows up, he's yelling at her to go away before she could even explain anything. But she winds up getting so close, but not dying. And that's when we start to go on this journey with both of them as they try to figure out what happened, how do they know each other, how they end up in that car together, and what's going on. Why is it that she's not dying when she's around him? And it's it's all revealed, and it's really cool, really cool, and it's it's very mysterious and very isolated, and, and and the tone is really just just that, and it's our primarily our just our two main characters. We do get some other characters in there, but it's really just a focus on these two, and I think they really uh, play well off of each other. In the end, there are some twists that are revealed. One big one that I I don't think is is impossible for people to decipher and they might see it coming. I still think it's a great twist, but I think the story is about more than more than just them throwing in that twist. I think this has a, you know, a deeper meaning about these cosmic forces interfering in the fate of two people. You know, the, the ending is downbeat yet hopeful. It's steady paced. It's very nuanced. The performances it's really, really well done. Both both of these actors do a, a great job. I have pretty positive things to say about this one. Nice. Yeah, I, uh, I I really I really enjoyed this one. I was it was it was really a cool premise, a very to me a very original idea, and uh, I, I I liked what they gave us. It was kind of shocking and heartbreaking for me because I didn't see the twist coming, but I could definitely see people picking up on it. You know, for me this is a this is a half head explosion. It's it's a solid film. Definitely worth checking out. Right on. Well, now, and, uh, I'll ask the same question. If it shows up on a horror list on a podcast, do you throw a flag? or, or is, No, or sci- sci-fi thriller. It, it, you, know, if, cause, you know, those are, again, under the umbrella. Okay. You, you know, Just you, making you, sure. you, got, you got sort of supernatural things happening here. Mm-hmm. So it, it sort of falls under that umbrella. So, no, I wouldn't. I, wouldn't, I don't see it showing up on anyone's list. Me personally, right. I don't, I don't think people are going to respond to it as much as I did, but, uh, but I thought it was really cool. Cool, cool. All cool, right. Man. Well, as long as we're talking about twist and whether you're going to see him coming or not, that's going to lead me to my next movie, and it's got a funny name to it, but the name of the movie is called Pie Wacket. <laughs> <laughs> I am so intrigued by this one because I want to see this film, and I really hope you're fifteen for fifteen or whatever you're on now for the year. You'll like it. I'll tell you right. I think you might like it the most because of the way it ends and because of, of what we, we, we learn uh, towards the end and things like that. Now, it's funny because I didn't see it ending that way. I did not see it wrapping up that way. And when it did, it elevated it for me. But the funny thing is this. Other people that I talked to said they realized what was happening the entire time. So, But that always is the way with me. I always notice things that other people don't, like like mom and dad. Like as soon as that happened, I knew right away where it was going. But uh, 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 so many other times, something that's supposed to be obvious that you're supposed to pick up in the first 10 minutes, I never pick up on. So I don't know what it is about me, how I pick up on things that no one else does and, and vice mm-hmm. versa. It's just always been that way for me. It's so weird. But that does take place here. But the way it wraps up and the way what we do learn at the end it, it, it's a Brandon type finish. It, it reminds me of something that, that you would like. I just quick, hope. Quick and messy. <laughs> <laughs> On a back end. <laughs> yeah. 
Lots of <sighs> tears and shame. <laughs> for the girl. Oh, <laughs> and for me. <laughs> for both of us. The girl? Yeah. Don't you don't you mean the, the girl? Don't nope. you mean the farm animal? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Right on, right on. Okay, listen, let me read the synopsis. A frustrated, angst-ridden teenage girl awakens something in the woods when she naively performs an occult ritual to evoke a witch to kill her mother. Okay, the reason I was drawn to this movie is because uh, Laurie Holden is in it, in this. Yeah. And if you don't know who Laurie Holden is, uh, she was Andrea on The Walking Dead. And she's, she's been around different genre films over the years, and I've always had quite a thing for her. So seeing that she was in it, and I said, oh, wow, Lori's in it. I'm, I'm definitely going to watch it. It's horror. It's new. Boom. Sold. So Pie Wacket is <laughs> actually the think... name of what she is um, chanting to. It is, uh, I guess, a god, or it's uh, something involved in witchcraft. It's some type and, of... and it's actually called Pie Wacket. Yeah. It, that's, she's, she mentions it a couple of times. Yes. That is so what it's silly. Called. Well, okay. I'll tell you what. It starts off really good. Right away, there's some cool shots going on. So uh, another film that, that, that shot well. Again, there's so many. I don't know if I'm a sucker for drones, because that's a, a pretty simple thing to be a sucker for. But I do love overhead <laughs> shots like that. But I know they can be yeah, att- attained by drones now. But shit like that, when I see those, those slow painting shots and overhead of cars and, and, and forests and things, that, that always pulls me in. I, I love those type of shots. And I don't know. I, I should be happy that they're so simply achieved now with drones. But either way, there, there's some good shots right away. Um, there's uh, this this girl and her upset mom. Uh, now, the reason her mother's upset is because their their father died not too long ago, and she just cannot get over it. And that, that's Lori Holden's character. She just cannot get over the loss of her of her husband. She says that living in that house is like being in his funeral every day. She's having a real tough time. But the thing is, this girl, our lead, um, you know, what the hell is her name? I forget her name. Lori, maybe? Anyway, Leah? I forget her name. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it is Leah. Leah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, it is Leah. Thank you. Did you see this? No, I just got to... Okay, the... you looking it up? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Leah is having, you know, she's at that age, you know, and she doesn't want, she's already has a little bit of teen angst. She's kind of, you know, uh, into the gothic scene a little bit, but not heavy. She just hangs out with this girl and these two guys, and they're kind of into it, but they're not... You know, they're not like bad people or anything, or they're, they're not Satanists. They're more like maybe Wiccan with a with a little bit of a Satanic edge because they have pentagrams and witchcraft going on. But they're just kids doing their thing, and we find out that it's helped her. It's helped her cope with her father's death. You know, it, it, even she said that to her mother. It makes me feel good because her mother sees a, a pentagram. She goes, what, are you going to be a Manson girl now? And she goes, you know what, this makes me feel good. You know, it's helping me cope with the loss of my father. And, you know, the mother just cannot get over it. And... She decides they're going to move up north. And by up north, it, it's an hour away from where she is in school. And she's at an age where she doesn't want to leave school. She doesn't want to leave the friends she has. She's been through enough, you know, losing her, her father and everything else. And she doesn't need more shit to mess with her. But but the woman, the mother, just has to has to go. So by going up north, they're, they're going from suburbia to basically isolation. They're moving into a place in the woods. You know, almost like uh, the Jarvis house in, in Friday 4 or something. You know, it's, it's not a shack or anything like that. It, it, it's a nice house, but it's, it's in the woods, and, and it's a little a, a long ride. So, uh, you know, this girl 
she meets, has a compromise with her mother. There's fighting and bickering because she doesn't want to leave the school. Her mother says, you know what? Fine. Just for the rest of this year, I will drive you to and from school. It's an hour commute, and I will do it, and I can work from home because whatever job she has, she can do it from home just as well as she can do it in the office. So she's going to work from home, and uh, she's going to drive her daughter. And So she's trying to do what she can, but you know they're just at odds. And like I said, the girls at that age, it's tough. So anyway, eventually she ends up bringing a friend over. Uh, because like I said in the beginning, she has uh, one girlfriend and these two guys. You know, one that she's kind of involved in. They kind of like each other, but they haven't sealed the deal. And this girl's like her best friend. So she's having a few incidences happen as she gets there. And her mother really pisses her off. And she does this thing in the woods. She does this little occult-type ceremony where she gets so mad that she wishes her mother dead. Because they do have a big fight. They say things each other doesn't mean. And she ends up doing that. And after that happens, strange things start to happen. She goes to bed one night and she wakes up in the woods. She doesn't know what the fuck happens. Some scary things are happening to this girl. So she goes to her friend at school and says, listen, can you spend the night uh, this this you know, this know weekend with me? Why don't you come up? My mother will allow it. Let's see what we can do. So she said, okay, I'll come. So her friend comes up. Everything's fine. They, they ha- She goes to bed. Then they wake up in the morning and the girl, her friend, is locked in the car, the mother's car, she doesn't want to come out, and she's like, all freaked the fuck out, she doesn't say what happened to her, she doesn't want to be touched, she doesn't want to talk to anybody, so then she has an incident, so we're like, well, what the fuck's going on here? In, in the beginning of the movie, they go to, they see an author at a book signing in their neighborhood, and, and they meet this author, and he's writing some things about witchcraft or whatever, and he kind of warns them, you know, be careful too much what you believe in, but he does know a lot about witchcraft, so eventually... Because of these things happening, she goes online, she reaches out to this author. Hey, do you remember me at the book signing, this and that? And sure enough, he does. They have some communication, and he tells her, gives her some advice on what to do and what not to do. Ah, Things get really crazy in the third act, and the climax is fucking batshit crazy. All kinds of stuff goes on. You're not 100% sure where where it's going. You're not sure what's even 100% real. And, but, but, don't let that detract you. It's not like where you're second-guessing everything. It's just it fits the the film just just fine. You're not gonna have any issue with that, and it wraps up an interesting way, a little bit different. Like I said, some people saw it coming, didn't ruin the film for it. They loved the film throughout, uh, but they didn't like the way it ended. They saw it coming and they they weren't happy with that. Me, it elevated it a little bit for me with the way it wrapped up. But you know, nothing extraordinary, but a good film. It's definitely a recommend. It's another uh, half head explosion. So check it out. Pie whack it. I've, I've actually heard a lot of positive buzz about this. I think it was at the Toronto Film Festival last year. It's Canadian. Yes, it is. Canadian. The film's Canadian. Yep. His first movie was Backcountry. came out a few years ago. Oh, with the, oh I like the, 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 about the bear. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Bear, yeah. yeah. So, and this guy's like, on, like as you were talking about it, and I, I, was, I was researching, making sure, you know, in case you had uh, character names and questions or whatever, and I was looking at, he has a couple other horror movies coming out soon. So Adam McDonald is the director. Someone to keep a watchful eye on, especially. I, I'm look, really looking forward to seeing this movie. I think he's yeah. doing uh, cake masturbation next. <laughs> what? Uh, who, pie, knows? who knows? Pie, pie whack it? Oh! Cake, cake masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> pie whack it. Well, no, that's good. All right. I'm just going to get into my next one because, like, like, fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. I. I half suspected that this might go into a long review, but I'm realizing that we're now like getting late 
really late at night, so I don't know how long this is going to go. Because it's going to be our shortest show, right? <laughs> yeah, because this has been an hour and a half segment already. Words. Yeah, there we go. So what the hell? you guys watched this. You guys talked about it. I think I even muted you guys while you were talking about it because I didn't want to be spoiled about it. No, we and, muted you. And I finally <laughs> I checked it out, and I've watched it twice, and that is The Ritual yeah. on Netflix. Uh, David Bruckner, who brought us South, uh, Southbound two years ago. Yes. And a bunch of other things, if you, you know him in the horror community as well. So uh, where do we want to start with this movie? This movie blew me away as well. I, I've been on a streak Wait. lately as well. The only movies that have been questionable are some of these 1976 movies I'm watching for our upcoming 22 Shot Show. Gotta be like me. <laughs> Gotta be like me, man. I'm doing the bare minimum. I'm only watching the good stuff. Tell yeah, me. I, I'm watching some of these <laughs> movies. I'm like, what the fuck were they thinking back then? Yes, I know. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, I feel like I'm not going to give the synopsis. The synopsis is quick. I'll do it quickly because I haven't done any synopsis tonight. So I just realized tonight, tonight. <laughs> <laughs> tonight, group... tonight. Oh, sorry. No, it's fine, man. A group of college <laughs> friends reunite for a trip to the forest but encounter a menacing presence in the woods that's stalking them. And honestly, you guys said it the last week. The performances throughout are great. It opens up with a couple of buddies all right, I got five guys at uh, at a pub, couple, five guys at a pub, having some drinks, talking about where they're going to have their um, yearly uh, vacation. Can you, can you stop smacking your lips after you say five guys? <laughs> <laughs> it's really off-putting. Yeah, it's a fast food chain. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, maybe he's thinking about the hamburger yeah. or the no, kosher dog. about five guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, I had a kosher dog at that place once. It was so good. It was called Kosher Dog. It was at um Five Guys. Man, outside of Buffalo, because we have great hot dogs here, it was one of the best hot dogs I ever had. Kosher Why is it kosher? I don't understand, but I don't care. I, I just enjoyed it. The rabbi blessed it before they killed the pig. Oh, is that all it took? Okay. I don't, I don't well, know. Well, without going into exquisite detail, <laughs> I'm just going to jump right in. I, I, like I usually do, just ignore you guys and just say yeah, what I it. need to say. Yeah, I just saw a Jewish joke, I, kosher, and I thought we could have a, an elaboration from Brandon. I tried. Okay, I'm surprised you didn't jump all over it. But I was waiting for an explanation. Yeah. The first, oh, que- I... the first question, and the first thing that you put yourself into is, what would you do in the scenario of what our lead character Luke gets put into when he's in that uh, liquor store? And right. thing. You up. you want yeah, and I think I you try to think of what that would be. You think you're going to be heroic. But then you're in you that situation, and you might be like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And you, your goal is not that you're fucking your friend over. Your goal is that you're just thinking, let's just get secure and whatever. Yeah. And your friend wasn't just fast enough to realize that was the plan. Right. <laughs> At the same I time, agree. Now that, you're, now that you're in that situation, what do you do? And at one point, he flips the bottle over to like look at it as a weapon. But everything's sort of happening so fast now. Maybe not fast enough that he couldn't have jumped in and he decided he froze up and he didn't. As a result, his friend dies and he's left with a lot of guilt. We cut to six months later? Yeah. Yeah, six months later. They're in northern Sweden doing the trip that he suggested and they're camping out and uh, they're doing their male bonding ritual. And ultimately, one of the guys gets hurt. They take a shortcut through the woods and they run into a bunch of shit. (laughs) 
as in indeed. I, and I'm, I I want to be cryptic because I'm not sure how many yeah, people I was. have seen it. Yeah. I, I and I know we were talking about going into spoilers. I don't think it's necessary to go into spoilers, but this movie is all about atmosphere and building tension and dread, and it is hugely successful throughout. And when you get to the end, and there is a creature. I don't think I'm spoiling anything because that that's what's sort of set up, you know, by the first turning point. There's a creature, and that creature is absolutely terrified. Yeah, and one of the best <laughs> creations put on screen from a creature standpoint. When you see it from all different, and they don't show it. They, I don't want to say they don't show it that much. They do show it. It's terrifying in all the scenes. It never loses its its power, and that. Is shocking because usually once you see the monster, you're looking for the faults, and I didn't find any faults in that. Obviously, this is about our main character Luke's arc uh, of him trying to overcome, uh, overcome everything as well. But the fact that he also gets marked, and again, I'm I, I'm trying to dance around how to word this, but so guys, you saw this. Is he been marked by the monster because he's not seen as a threat because of his experience of locking up? And not fighting back, so that maybe he'd be more apt to. Yep. Uh, an- an- yeah, another serv- another servant to this godlike. Creature. Yes. Perfect. Yes, because he knows what he's struggling with in- inside. Obviously, because he fucks with them a- along the way, and he figures that well, this guy's a coward, so he's he's just gonna automatically be fucking subservient to me. So yeah. you know what I mean? That's all this thing, and that's all this thing wants is to be worshipped, and that's that that it's, yeah. it's all reason to exist apparently. So it does what he does, and I guess he feeds them with whatever he feeds them with, and I guess it's good enough for some of them and whatever. But yeah, that's what I feel that he he mar- he's marked right off the bat because he he can feel, uh, you know what's going on with him internally, and that yeah he, he's going to be an easy mark. He, he can sense his fear. Well, yeah. So it's. The story of the group of friends going in, but ultimately it's his story. No easy answers, and the ending is is great. Because... I agree. Some people have problems with it. I think it's it's great. It's old school. Yeah, it's old school shit about territory and where one can go and where one can't go. Yeah. That's what I like about it. It's almost like I don't want to say fairy tale because that kind of diminishes it. It's just like folklore is is probably the better word for it i think that was because it was unexpected at first i'm like well wait a second then i'm like oh that's fucking cool that's that's the reaction i got but i've heard some people complain about that or say oh what's going on with this screaming that's gonna work i'm like no asshole you missed what the fuck where they were but well, the, the screaming was more of a, a cathartic release Agreed. in the sense of right. I, I, he, he he's out <laughs> what are you laughing about brandon i'm laughing Oh, I thought you were laughing. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. I, th- I thought you, you had a different cathartic release. Oh, no. I, I actually really enjoy the ending, <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm high on this film. But I, I, I said the one thing that I would have done, I would have tacked on one more scene at the end. And I've told some people who have seen the film what I would have done. Well, you know, can, they can were... we say it? Can we say it? Can we, is it no, a spoiler? I, I, it's a spoiler. Okay, I won't fine. even say it. Listeners, skip over the next 30 seconds if you don't want to be spoiled. Tell us, okay. your, tell us the sentence, yeah. Brandon. I'm interested in hearing it because I remember you uh, mentioned it. Okay, so yeah. when when he finally gets out of the out of the forest, out of the woods, and he's safe, he's de- he's defeated this monster in a sense. He's conquered his fear. He's fought back, and now he's escaped. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, I had a sense that he left the souls of his friends behind. So, and I get it that he that he was brave and he fought and he overcame 
the, the tragedy that was the beginning of this film. But I would have loved if right when he gets out of the woods and he looks back, if he had seen his friends, the ghosts of his friends, and then screamed and charged back into the woods. You're, you're fucking with mm. us right now. No. I, no, I, I think that would have worked. I understand where he's coming from, I think but I disagree with it being necessary because of the one reason. He did what he did because his one friend told him to do it. He had a chance to do something. He said, burn this motherfucker to the ground if you get out. And there was a chance he could have just fleed and fleed, and that's the end of it. He made the conscious effort to go back and do exactly what his friend asked him to do. So I think by doing that, that was basically him, you know, the arc being completed, saying, okay, I may have failed this friend. But this friend here said to do this, and I yeah, did. Yeah, and, and that's why. That's why. Like, I, that's why I didn't. Obviously, like I'm. I'm. I'll just say right now, I'm still at a, a full head explosion, but I'm at the lower end of a full head explosion, just because I really felt like I wanted that, that gray, the gray ending with Liam Neeson. You ever see that film? No. I. I, 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 yeah. I wanted that final showdown. Like, fuck you. I'm like, I ain't scared anymore. I'm coming back. Ghosts. Well, Fucking yeah, ghost I, in a movie I, like this? I, I don't know. know. I don't think it would have worked. Guys, we're still in spoiler territory here if you did skip forward. Uh, so we're just going on a little bit longer. You didn't even have to show ghosts, I'm saying. I'm just, it's just saying I wanted him charging back. That's all I'm saying. No, that, that would have gone against what they were setting up and, and going with, with that ending. I think if anything, if they're going to tack on one more scene, which I don't think it was necessary at all because I love that. I love that. He just loved, He's not out yet. He's not fighting. Where is he? He's in the middle of nowhere still. Right. No food, no backpack, nothing. It's true. He still has it's to get, still his area. He's right. still, like, he still has a journey out of him. He's just out of that. But if they want to do one thing, but they and I still think it would have taken away from what they're going for, is they could have showed him doing the ritual where he's now on another trip a year later, and he's doing like a... Like, uh, you know, just like that thing where they put uh, uh, the picture of their buddy, whatever, all took a sick. He could take a drink. And so now he's putting up. another 50 pictures up of all his buddies. That yeah. he's okay, Mr. Ghost in the fucking woods. Hey, I like mine better. It's not ghosts in the woods. It's the spirit, the souls of his dead friends who were killed by this fucking. They're all fucking whatever. Jedi mind tree. They're all like Jedis, like with that blue glow hey, around listen. <laughs> How many times are you nerds going to talk about Star Wars tonight? <laughs> <laughs> You're the one with Jedi's and the woods glowing and everything like that. I didn't say anything about glowing. <laughs> That's your asshole from all the bleach. <laughs> See, don't, don't listeners, don't say we don't ever disagree because here I'm totally against this new ending of Christmas. Yeah, but the difference is I don't want a new ending. I don't want to do it. You're the yeah, one that put did. on a... you want you want him going back and drinking to his fifty dead friends now. <laughs> like if he charges back he's just sacrificing himself which he's not afraid to stand up and fight we've already seen that though he already did stand up but, and fight when he could have it, but it's more it's more of him fleeing than standing up and fighting yes he burns it down he honors his friend he gets out of there and he burns it down but he didn't defeat it okay we're gonna, you know what, we'll you put this to a vote uh listeners it's a god do you want do i know you, i know <laughs> do you want the ghost ending with the Jedi mind ghost. I didn't say anything about a ghost ending. <laughs> it's the ghost face killer. Yeah. Bill Cosby's there. Ghost dad's there. Everybody's fucking there. Okay. Or do you want ghost face to be out there yeah. in the fucking? 
you want Christian's ending where he gets out of the woods, but he's like, oh, I'm not out. And then he just dies of starvation on his walk back to civilization. <laughs> Better. <laughs> Or do you want the guy just to fall over, and then all of a sudden we see fucking what's her name from Blair Witch Project with the camera? Yeah. <laughs> the guy falls over. Uh, uh. Anyway, beautiful film, beautiful to look or Black at. Phillip. Sorry. Watch it twice. <laughs> I will revisit this at least one more time, maybe twice, because I, I I think I'm going to show my wife next. Right now, probably watch I it by the end wife. of the year. Yeah, well. we get yeah. it. You have a wife. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Now he's rubbing that in. Yeah, yeah, the one time we get to show our wives a film. But can't think about all the other times we can't watch something yeah. because they're around. What the? <laughs> it, it hey, you think she's going to watch I Saw the Devil? No way. Yeah, right. <laughs> Holy fuck. There you go. But anyway, full head explosion. Uh, I'm right with you guys. Thanks uh, thanks for not ruining it for me when you guys talked about it. Because you were trying to yeah. be very vague. Well, yes. Now your review of it just ruined it for me. You know how I think they should have ended it. Now I'm going to a half of full head explosion. <laughs> a three quarter head. A three quarter how of does this a half. Affect me? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Would you have liked it better be if all of a sudden he started flying way up in the air with a big smile on his face? <laughs> like fucking the end of the witch? <laughs> Would that ever work for you? <laughs> no, but speaking about that type of ending, there's a scene like that. Without the smiling, there's a scene like that in Nails which I reviewed earlier, that it's so bad. It's a kill. Oh, oh my God, it's so bad. No, yeah. I, I, I know... I'm obviously not going to talk about it, but I know what... I don't know. All right, all right, I know. Fair enough. At least you care enough about the film to want to make a, an edit. No, but I still loved the way it ended. It was still It's still a full head explosion. And again, I only watched it once. So I'm going to, on second view, I'm going to be really paying attention, especially in the third act, to our main protagonist and, and his actions and the dialogue between him and his friend and and to because it might all come come around and I might say oh fuck fuck what I thought it it doesn't need that I mean it doesn't need that but I might be like oh that's that's stupid I don't like that idea anymore because I'm not afraid to admit if I'm wrong yeah yeah forget them Jedi's even nobody wants <laughs> to be Hayden <laughs> You Jedi. don't want to see... Uh, what, is that? what is that, Return of the Jedi at the end when they were all glowing? Yeah, yeah the original. Right, you don't want to see Hayden Christensen inserted in there later. Yeah, I want to see Hayden Christensen. I don't want to see his friends. I just wanted to see Hayden Christensen there. <laughs> glowing. And Yoda. Glowing? Smiling? That's the old ended. Before they we took said that when, song oh, it's great! I was just talking about that with my cousin. That that's the biggest problem I had with the changes uh, of the new one is that they they took out that fucking old Ewok song yeah. and put in this ridiculous fucking thing with flutes. Yeah, yum yum. Did it? Did it? Oh, it was so great! Oh, it was so great! But guess what? This is breaking news. Well, it's not breaking news, but it's something new that I learned. Did you know that the reason we will never see the original Star Wars uh, trilogy again? sold or anything like that is because lucas did not want to pay his ex-wife the royalties so that is the only reason he made special edition star wars films just to fuck her because they're different movies so she doesn't get royalties from them so that sir i have to say i applaud <laughs> for that effort <laughs> fuck your ex-wife yeah. good sorry because <laughs> the, the 50 trillion that he's got in the bank is not enough or, or the 50 trillion that she took from him isn't enough for her yeah goes both ways, man. It's just a matter of principle, you know? As much as I don't like the special editions, 
I can applaud the reason behind them now. That's all. It makes it easier to cope. I feel like this might be a good point for me to announce that I'm leaving the show. <laughs> <laughs> no more Star Wars. Huh? I know we... Dave, let me get the champagne out of the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> it's been chilling for three years. <laughs> Hope it's still got a pop to it. <laughs> this guy's made a Star Wars. He, he just reviewed a sci-fi movie ten minutes ago. Yeah. He's made it us with fucking fucking Star Wars. <laughs> talking about Ewoks. Are you talking about, are you doing Star Trek next, Brandon? What's next? What's on the agenda now? <laughs> This movie was adventure, action, sci-fi. Um, okay. What is, is your next movie straight horror B or no? That's Actually, no. It's not. <laughs> it's helping. I'm not it's talking open. about Star Wars. Fuck Star Wars. Uh, how many? How many left do we have? Well, I'm done. What what sentence was that? How many left do we have? Stuck <laughs> <laughs> like Yoda. <laughs> How many left? Yeah, that's the thing. You guys have fucking talked about Star Wars for three hours. I can't even speak right anymore. How many left testicles do we have? Uh, <laughs> right. I'm Dunsies. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk real quick about this one, even though it's probably the best one I watched. And this is also a Shutter film that just popped up, and it's a German film called Cold Hell. Oh, I, 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 again, I didn't watch it because I didn't think it was horror from the description. It's a, thr- it's a thriller, and okay. you know what? You know what? It's, it's really not horror, but it is, it is probably the best film I've seen this year, yeah. up there, up there with really? the ritual. This is yeah. we were the last fucking show on the horror feed network that did, only did horror. It's still horror. It's still a serial <laughs> I'm killer. Teasing. I'm gonna get I'm into it. I'm just teasing. Okay, I'm in Vienna. A woman is witness to a murder in the neighbor apartment, but she is also seen by the murderer, and her life turns upside down as she tries to protect herself. That's the setup. And we get our lead actress in this is played by a woman named Violetta Shirolau. Shirolau. I don't know how to say her name, but she plays Osga in the film, and she's absolutely phenomenal. It's a Osga? Perkins? Osga. Oh, okay. O-Z-G-E. Yeah, Osgood Perkins, and she's a Black Oats daughter. <laughs> okay, and she's actually an Austrian Muslim taxi driver living in uh, Vienna, and she's really just abused by by everyone. It just shows how horrible people are. It's really a, a big a big statement about about how Muslims are treated. It, it's it's quite quite horrific. Even though she's not like a religious. Muslim, she's sort of just Muslim by birth, but she uh, she witnesses the murder and she sees the killer and the killer sees her, and then it's sort of like a, a cat and mouse of the killer trying to find her. She tries to get protection from the police. At first, nobody believes her, and it takes the death of her cousin who, who sort of looks like her and is wearing her jacket at the time, so she accidentally gets killed, and then then one of the police detectives believes her and actually takes her in and starts showing her compassion and, and a kinder side. And that's when it sort of, uh, it's, it shifts and it sort of becomes more of a action thriller at this point. Whereas in the beginning, it's pretty much straight up horror. Yeah. She's also a, a Thai boxer. So she's, she's a badass. They, they show her at the gym. She's just had a rough past. She was abused by her father. Her father was a sexual predator her mother sort of just is aware of it, but still 
protects the father. So it's it's kind of uh, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of nasty. It's real gritty. Great acting, great action. Like I said, the lead actress, she's phenomenal. There's some funny moments in this when she takes uh, refuge in the home of uh, the police detective who who helps her, and eventually they start to like each other and form a relationship. The police detective lives with his father, who has dementia. And there's some good comedic scenes in there because it's it's tough to watch, but they treat it with humor, which I always like. And there's also the funniest scene in the film by far. There's a scene where Osgood takes the detective's dog out for a walk, and she sees the police are there, and the police are looking for her because she has her cousin's daughter, the cousin who was killed. She has her daughter with her because she won't leave the daughter with her parents, but the parents are having the police look for her to get the the daughter back. The police see her, and she leaves the dog and runs away with uh, with the daughter, and the police detective shows up, sees his dog there, so when he gets back to the apartment, they show him pulling up in his car. He gets out of his car, goes to the back of his car, pops the trunk, and pulls the dog out of the trunk. <laughs> he put he put his dog in the trunk. It's the funniest fucking thing. I rewound it three times to watch it. It's a uh, it's a German Shepherd. What? And he's in the trunk. And when he pops the trunk and, and lifts him out, like the dog's happy to see him. He gets him in the trunk. Sure, oh, happy to be free. Rare, yeah. Right. I never saw <laughs> it like that. was so funny. But to, <laughs> to, to the killer, the identity of the killer, it's cool how they how they solve that and they get the clues to it. I mean, you see his face early, so it's not a mystery to us what he looks like or anything. But his, his motive is is quite brutal. He, he's it, it. I don't even know if I should say what he's doing. But but cold hell. The title it's taken from from Zamhari, which is a deep frozen zone in the Islamic concept of hell, where sinners face this dual punishment of extreme heat and extreme cold. So the killer is basically punishing these Muslim women by skinning them and pouring hot oil down their throats. So it's really quite brutal. And when they finally do come head-to-head, the killer and Asga, it's just such a fucking awesome pro-feminist, you know, women's power moment and it's really really well done a great film i think you'll all enjoy this one uh, the shutter really? exclusive correct yeah this is a shutter exclusive and uh, again it's just showing that that warped sense of of justice from this killer's perspective who sort of has this religious belief that he's doing good versus Ozga, who's not a religious muslim but sort of schools him on the idea that you have no idea what god is even though she's not uh, an outright religious person, so it's 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 a, it's a cool story. Right so that's uh that's cold hell, also called Die Halle in German. And your favorite, uh, one I would, of your favorite I, languages. <laughs> yeah, one of, yeah, one of my favorites. <laughs> I never ask them for directions. Uh, <laughs> and I would give this one a, a high half head explosion. Nice. High half head. Wow. Oh, wow. High Holy half shit. head. A triple yeah. H. I thought you said, maybe, what was <laughs> the one that you watched on Shudder that you said, yeah, skip it? Who? Brandon. I thought there was another one you watched that you said to skip. That was probably last one's out. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, that was the one I reviewed earlier and I gave that a mild fumble. It, it, I would skip it just because it's it's not going to make any lists and, and it's not, you know, it's not amazing or anything, but 
at the same time, it is only 75 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. Cool. All right. Well, here's my last one. This one is called Head Game. Another yeah. 2008 is all of them. You saw this too? Good, good, good. Okay. Uh, a group of young people awake, locked inside a warehouse with cameras screwed into their heads. And when they say cameras screwed into their heads, they're real. They're small, round ones. They're not walking around with big fucking cameras. You know, it's nothing ridiculous like that. 80s uh, VHS cams? Imagine that. <laughs> like, fuck, yeah. I got a GoPro in my ass. <laughs> so, yeah, don't let that throw you off. Uh, it becomes apparent that they are unwilling competitors in a deadly game. Then they will need to murder each other if they hope to survive. So, yes, this is... Uh, I'll tell you what, it's better than 31. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those films. Uh, fuck 31. But yeah, uh, it's just like it says. It, it, interesting beginning because we see these people being, we see like a date, a uh, guy taking a girl out and it's like a first date type thing. And he says, hey, do you want to go to this after party? Say, yada, yada, yada. Okay, I have some friends there. Are you game? She's like, yeah, I'm game. Okay, let's go. So they get there and there's some narration going on, almost like American Psycho type narration or something. They're talking about the different people that are there. So these are going to be future competitors. We're not sure of that yet, but as the movie goes on, that's what we learn. But this guy is organizing the whole thing, and he knows a little bit about everybody that's at this party. See, the thing is, it's kind of like that movie, which I never, I've never seen it, but I'm aware of it. It's called uh, Dinner for Schmucks, I think, where everybody brings somebody there and to this dinner, and I guess they, they're a bunch of weirdos. But anyway, yes. um, okay. <laughs> In this film, everybody brings somebody. I don't somebody. think they killed Steve Carell in that one, though. <laughs> no, I can't say they did. <laughs> but all I know is that they bring people there, and they subject them to a game. So uh, basically, you bring somebody that you think is a willing contestant, and they bring them to the game. And, you know, they get they get poisoned, knocked out, and they wake up in this place, and it's kind of like a Saw 2 or something, you know? They're, it's very Saw-esque. Yeah, it's Saw-esque, but it, it's, I guess there's a little bit of trappings going on, yes. There's no lesson to be learned. It's not, you know, if you survive, there's a reason for it. They don't tell you the reason. They just say there's like nine people or eight people. One of you is going to live. Everybody else is going to die. You have 12 hours to get this done. And that's fucking it. If you try to do something else or try to get out, you're going to die. And it's made evident because a guy tries to freaking take off his camera. And sure enough, the shit comes out of the camera. And it fucking, and probably the best uh, gore of the whole film, it melts his face right off. And it's pretty cool looking. So you know you can't fuck around. There's one key. You got to find the key. You got to get out the door. But you can only get out the door if everybody else is dead. So, you know. Much like Saw 2, you have some abrasive people, you have some other kind of people, and they end up forming little groups and doing their things, and let's do the right thing, or let's I not love, do the I right love, thing. I like, you know? I really enjoyed that about this film, that whole group mentality. It always, yeah. and it, it's true to form. It, it breaks agree. off into the group of, uh, of people who are trying to survive together. They don't want to partake in this game, but, they're, but they know they have to do something. And then there's that group that's just crazy and is like, all right, let's work together and kill everyone and then we'll worry about killing each other at the end. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's cool. And the people that bring them in there are also gambling on it. 
Yes. So they bring them in there, they recruit. So again, that's why I thought of 31, because people are gambling on it, they're they're doing odds. They're, you see that the kind of people that, obviously they're weirdos if they're gambling on something like this. But as it goes on, it, it just gets a little weirder because you see that their relationship with each other, and at one point they get into this vape battle, and if you if you do too much vaping, you die, so I don't understand that and how it would kill somebody. But, yeah, I don't know what they were smoking, but I don't think that yeah. was like... <laughs> I don't know what the fuck... I don't know what they were vaping, but... <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking crack or something. I don't know. <laughs> it was one of those marijuana cigarettes. I don't know what it was, but it killed somebody. So it was fucked up. But anyway, there's a reveal at the end. And when it concludes, the game concludes, something strange happens. And you get another reveal. And then it's like you figure something out. So maybe the, it, it, in this weird type of universe where this these things can go on, that vaping thing kind of makes sense. So in hindsight, maybe. It's just a little weird. But um, there's a little Friday the 13th tribute that I don't know if, if B caught on to, but uh, someone like me or, or C would easily because it's there's a machete. And the guy grabs the machete and the music at that point, it sounds like freaking Manfredini's music. And he <laughs> kills somebody with the machete and they're playing this music. And that's the only time they play it is when there's a machete kill in the movie. And it's like the that's strings cool. from Friday. Yeah, it, it is cool. And I don't know. I, I To me, it was obvious, but I don't know. But it was yeah, cool. I, I mean, I, I get the one thing I liked and then disliked was I loved the setup of the backgrounds of each of the characters, you know, saying that each one has their strengths and obviously, hopefully, right. it'll play out within the game. Right. But then they sort of abandoned it once they got into the game. It was just sort of a free-for-all, and it didn't really it didn't really matter that some of these people had skills or backgrounds that they did. Well, they, yes and no. It kind of came in. Yes and no. Yes, little, with some. Yeah. With some. But with some, they just dispatched up real quickly. Others, they ne- they did nothing with. But I thought what was really funny was uh, at one point, this one guy who's who's burned, burned to death. Yeah. And he looks, after he's burned to death, they pan back to him, and he looks exactly like a burned toxic Avenger. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's toxic. 10 out of 10. <gasps> 10 out of 10 toxic. 10 out of 10 toxic, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Top of the maps. Top of the maps. And to me, they went they went one step too far with this movie with the ending. It felt a little bit too much like uh, like my issue I had with uh, Belko. I agree. They went a step too far. It actually, yeah. was kind of a cool ending. Like ultimately, what happened is kind of cool at the very very end. But they don't really give an explanation why. I think we could have got an explanation why afterwards instead of it being you know. Um, they don't really explain it. It's yeah, the fact that we don't get an explanation makes it stupid, and the fact that this sort of thing can be happening at this sort of level is just sort of like, ah, eh, come on, let's not just keep it keep it more contained. I was actually thinking of when they spoke of the elders, of it being a little more deeper than that, like as in like Lovecraftian. And that kind of that. Kind and if of, they had gone there, it would have been oh. fucking nuts. Well, they didn't necessarily go there, but they did say the elders, and there was some weird shit going on. So maybe, so maybe I bought into that a little bit. You know what I mean? And I just wish there would have been a little more explanation afterwards. That would have been cool. It seems like they what they did make a few mistakes. They wrapped up the game rather quickly, and I was surprised. I'm like, wow, already? It's only like an hour and ten minutes in the movie. The game's over. Now what? And then they go into this thing, and they go into this thing afterwards, which. It was okay. I just think it could have been handled a little bit better. But it was rushed. It was rushed. It did seem rushed. It didn't have to be. Right. Yeah. There was still more time on the clock. They could have made it an hour and 40 minutes. I don't know. You know what I mean? It was an hour and a half long. Again, yes, it's the weakest experience I've had this year, but I will still 
give it a mild rumbling. So I'm still fine with the film. It's some people might like it. It's still better than 31. <laughs> Look, I'm at the. I'm actually based on the the score I wrote down. I'm actually at the the very low end of a uh, of a half head explosion. But okay, head game. Wow, who knew I, that cover? I, I that cover it. doesn't look like it's that great either. It's not great, but it was fun, and I just wish they hadn't. Got, I mean, Dave was. I don't know what he was smoking, but you know, observing all this Lovecraftian stuff was making it <laughs> making it a much deeper film than I think it was. But I just enjoyed it for more of a straightforward thing. Because I needed a, I needed an explanation, and I filled in my own blanks because he talked about the yeah. Others. And That's me, all I, it was. and to was me, just... I was just like, oh, remove this and make this good. just a single game, and it's fine. You yeah, it is mean? a yep, and that is a shitty looking box. If I was just going by that box, I would not have watched this film. I'll tell you right now that you're right. That is a shitty cover art. I watched it because I saw the title and I knew that it was new. And then B said that it was fun. So I said, you know what? Okay, I'll give it a shot. So I didn't even really pay attention to that. I will have to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. You might like it. You like 31. Fuck that. If you like 31, good God. I don't look. I only saw 31 (laughs) once as well. And uh, I'm not sure what I'd rate it. I'd have to rewatch it, but. I don't hate on 31 as much as other people do. Well, Rob Zombie, you better make a comeback with this next film, the fucking whatever, Three from Hell. I don't know how he's going to fucking bring them back from the dead or uh, unless he's going to make them supernatural now. Look, I'm a high-mild high rumble on Rob Zombie, period. On, on his filmography, I'm a, a high-mild rumble, to be honest, if I'm, if I'm reading his work. I like it. Some I like, obviously, a little bit more, but I'm not, I'm not hating or loving Anything hmm. hey, I'll tell you I really what, like what I heard. The way they're bringing them back is actually that dude from the ritual turns around and all three of them are just standing in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how they come back. <laughs> they're the ghostly apparitions, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's there. Yeah. Hey, boy. This, this godlike creature lives in the woods, but lives in the woods, but it's so hard to believe that he steals the souls of those he kills. Oh, I, I can't believe he steals the souls. Yeah. Yeah. So why can't he turn back? And I never said he has to see ghosts, but he sees his friends. They're just standing there. They're fine. It's just his friends standing there. They're clearly dead, but they don't have to put any effects on them. Just standing there? So it's just like fucking Return of the Jedi then. Three standing no. there. Listen to me. Num num. It, it's sort of like num, it, num, an num, instance num. where he sees that they're trapped and he has to go back. He ha- his His fight is not finished yet. Not, oh, I made it out of here. I might not make it home because I don't have enough food or my foot hurts. <laughs> oh, my foot hurts. My, yeah, Christian's like, oh, he, he got out, but he's not, he's not safe. He's still got about two and a half mile walk back to town. Yeah, poison ivy might get him. Who poison knows? ivy, poison, poison sumac, <laughs> poison oak, poison sumac. Holy fuck. I guess what I'm trying to say is I really fucking hate Christian right now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. now as, even as, as rage-inducing as, as this whole Star Wars thing became, I I still I still had a blast doing this show with you guys. I, lo- I love recording with you guys. I really do. Too. I'm, betting, I'm, I, I'm sorry for those of you who are like, oh, they're not, they're not, they don't fight enough. Fuck it. We have fun. We don't need to fight. We disagree, and we respectively yeah. disagree with each other. That's the end of it. Yeah. What do you want us to do? Yell on the screen? You know what? Back to life. <laughs> yeah, what are you yep. going to do? How long can you go on with the disagreement, too? Otherwise, then it's just forced. 
No, but I mean, honestly, like that's one thing I've been noticing within not 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 even really our Facebook group, and I don't want to say that that our Facebook group doesn't have it either, but just within the horror community in general, I won't even talk specifics. It's just that I feel like everybody. I love that people are so passionate about it. I'm passionate about it too. I love it. I absolutely love it. But just remember, we're just it's just horror movies. Relax. Oh, if, yeah. if somebody <laughs> just because somebody might absolutely hate and call a movie you adore and love and cherish a piece of shit relax you don't have to destroy that person yeah, yeah who cares well, movies are for fun to escape fucking exactly. uh, the bullshit that's going on in the world yeah. i don't want to talk about politics online or this or that or news or fucking guns or anything i don't give a fuck i want if i want to talk horror it's because i enjoy horror not because i want to debate about it you know what i mean fuck absolutely if I like what I like, you like what you like, and guess what? That's fucking it. Different strokes. Hell yeah. To move the world. Bitch tits Jason. Or to move the world, not rule, sir. <laughs> bitch tits There's Jason. There's always bitch tits Jason. There's always BTJ. Indeed there is. Wasn't that the name of the killer in Gutter Balls? <laughs> oh, that was BTK. BTK. No. No, it wasn't. BTK's a real killer. Get the fuck B- out of here. BBK. BBK. BBK, so real. Bowling ball killer. Bowling bag killer. BBK. Unbelievable. Well, how did it come to the fucking gutter balls, a piece of shit? Because BBJ. Oh. BBJ. I don't we even to, know. <laughs> we have to read an email, by the way. You read we gotta it. read an email, so. All right, here, read it. And then get out of here. Well, it's it, it's our homie Jim K. We have to do it. Of course. You know? it, wait. wait. <laughs> go ahead, Christian. I'll let you no, do no, it. No, no, you go right ahead. I'm so, pretty sure. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. But is he the same Jim from uh, Toronto? Yes, and he's going to be in the drawing next week. Oh, we're supposed to do a drawing for the fucking thing. Son of a bitch. Well, it only takes two seconds. Yeah. Anyway, let me let me read this thing. Son really of quick. a bitch. <laughs> well, I don't want to keep these guys up too late. Sorry. I mean, I don't care. Okay, check it out. This is Jim K. Here's one for debate discussion on the pod. The sister pod will also get this question, and it'll be interesting to see how everyone's viewpoints match. Now, that was two shows ago, cause, but fucking 22 shots puts out two shows a week now, so what do you want from <laughs> Anyway, they did. They put out two shows. One was Monday, one was Friday or some shit. I couldn't fucking believe it. But anyway, uh, the sister pod will also get this, and it'll be interesting to see how everyone's viewpoints match. As you know, I'm reviewing the entire Amityville franchise on the group page, and this series, probably more than any other, creates the question of what constitutes a film series sequel. Is having a reference, Amityville, in the title enough? Is being set in the same location, area, timeline, time period enough? Is a mention of something from a previous film enough? Does it have to feature some form of continuity or characters from previous entries? I feel it should either continue with a previous story or a particular character story line. Branch off from that story while maintaining those roots or be a prequel to tell a backstory or the current story of the current story. Interested in your thoughts, even Orlick's. <laughs> the fuck is that all about? I don't know. That's what he said. Oh, beautiful. Thank, thanks. This Jim. has been answered, and check it out. It took two shows, and it took Jim K. doing research on his own to figure out what I already knew. There is no real Amityville franchise. There's the Amityville horror. Everything else is an unofficial, even though the first three are owned by MGM. We all know that the three of us can go film a fucking Amityville movie right now. So because we do that and put the Amityville word in the title because you can't trademark a fucking city. Amityville you know? erection. 
Colon erection. Amityville colon erection. Colonoscopy. We can do the whole fucking thing. One after another. It doesn't mean that people should do a retrospective on a fucking podcast just because three jabronis like us decide to put a fucking thing in a title does not make it canon. None of that shit's fucking canon. It's just... You can't just accept everything that comes your way because the word Amityville is in the title. I'm sorry. You just can't do it. There's too and, many films. No, and it's been found out. Jim found out that none of them really are. They're all basically they're like distant cousins. Or, yeah, or, cash, or cash grabs or whatever, yeah. They're not sons and daughters. They're distant cousins. They're just part of the fucker. But there is no official Amityville franchise. That's all there is to it. If you have Amityville horror in your thing, yes, and the part one, and then there's the remake. Then they reference it in the fucking Awakenings. But that's it. All these other movies, whether good or bad, they're not official. So it's he's just, just, just going to do those three films? The original, the remake, and Awakening? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you realize this, Brandon. We ran out of time for you to answer that one. Sorry. <laughs> Poor Wait, what, what's, what's, the <laughs> what's the joke? He said, that was, he, he said even Orlick. Oh. Yeah. What's the joke? <laughs> I'm tired. It's what? like it's five joke. in the morning here. I know. I'm tired too. <laughs> I was anyway. dry. Yeah, no, I hear you. I agree. I agree. I didn't realize that there was, I thought the first three had fallen the, the trademark. And then I thought maybe after that, where it was like the evil awakens right. or the um, dog right. days of Amityville. <laughs> dog days. Dollhouse, all that shit. <laughs> dog days. Right, right. <laughs> so there is nothing Our he found it out there you go he ended up finding out himself he did some more snooping around this that the other because they couldn't really answer it on 20 of course 22 shots those guys want to do a fucking retro show of it so they'll fucking they'll call it anything with amityville in the title and call it official just so they can well, do the joke's on 22 them. <laughs> the joke is on them and they can have them fucking franchises we're not doing that's not our shtick you know they can have them god bless them you're seriously for for doing that but fuck them <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we are going to do a a, uh, a quick uh, drawing. I have the information. I, I believe right here. I have some crayons and a piece of paper. I do. You don't need paper. I have a randomizer right here. Oh, you. Oh, Number somebody has to do. How many times? Oh, let me put the numbers in. Two. It's only going to take a second. Wait a minute. Wait a second. Two. So between one and thirty-two. That that's who's uh, available for this. So give me one second. So. Number one and number 32. So well, how many times did you want it, Brandon? Jesus. Three. Yeah, so five it is. Okay, five it is. Let's do this. <laughs> one, two, two and a half. three, four, five. 23. See that? Yep. We see it, folks. We 20. see so, it. Let's see who number 23 is. They get to pick a triple R. Marco V. There you hey. go. Hey, we're, we're watching Pieces of Talent again. <laughs> Three times over. Nice. So, Marco V, hook it up, homie. Let us know what you want. It's a triple R, and we'll do it in a couple Let of us know what you're VV itching for us to review. Oh, my Lord. Marco V. Uh, <laughs> golly, yeah. You know what? I'm going solo. It's good. Okay. I'm going. I'm going Watson. You're going Watson. Brandon, I'm going, I'm going full breathe. Watson. <laughs> Brandon, don't breathe. Is going full Watson. We're gonna call you a fifteen watt. 
<laughs> Fucking kilowatt. No, gigawatt. That's what we're going in. Jigga what? Jizzle what? Jigga who? Jigga. Oh, Friday the 13th. I got to promote uh, my homie Andrew Huff's new show. Friday the 13th. And no, it's not the new blood. Although that kind of is Friday the 13th. But no, it's the name of a podcast. So check it out. And I saw, I noticed that. Uh, Very that political. Shout them out. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. The thing is, I, I, I'm going to, I, Andrew, if you're listening, why not do the review? Because they did a great review of the ritual. And then, anyway, do the review first and the, the political stuff after. This way, there's not all kinds of fast forwarding and it's enough. Because, yes, there is a little bit of politics talk in there and there's something else. And then there's, but they are knowledgeable horror fans and they do good. They're on the Legion Network. So give them a listen. But why, why the, uh, maybe, the maybe, name? guys, do what I say. You know? Why the name? Are they gay? Friday the 13th? Because they're gay. Yeah. No, they're oh. fucking straight guys and they call themselves fucking Friday the 13th. That's why. Oh, they are straight? No, they're gay. Oh my God. <laughs> Maybe are they hate the movie so much they just want to make fun of it. They're gay. That's it. That's it. And Vince is gay. gay. <laughs> it felt like there was more coming. They're gay. <laughs> and the end. <laughs> and the show's good, but it, it's political right. as well, which I have no problem with, even though most of the politics doesn't affect me directly because it's all Lucky you. Right. America stuff. Pence, Pence sounds like an asshole, but that's besides the point. Sing a song of six pence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I guess we should go. We don't know what the fuck we're doing next show. Maybe another fun show like this. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe a Patreon thing will stick up. Maybe, maybe another franchise show. Maybe we will be canceled by then. <laughs> maybe, maybe Horrorfilly will be shut the fuck down. Yes. <laughs> Let's hope One and pray. Not going to change. We are always auditioning new Brandons. <laughs> oh. <laughs> new Good night, Brandon. everybody. See ya. Good night. <laughs> yeah.